What's going on, everybody? It's time for the OBR's uh, uh, Cleveland Browns schedule release party. I forgot what I was doing because of the music in the background. There, still, I was I was grooving uh, in the background. Uh, I'm Michael Keefe. Thank you for joining us live here tonight. We are so excited. It's one of the holidays of the offseason for us Cleveland Browns fans. It is schedule release party time, and the schedule is out, and there's a lot to go over. There's a lot to comb through, and I know none of you guys want to hear me do that on my own, so I'm going to bring in some of the guys that are here to join me for the schedule release. First, uh, you know him online as Nick Fantana on Twitter. It's Andrew Spade. Andrew, what's going on, man? Oh, not much, Mike. Just uh, just elbow deep in dates and times and places. I, you know, the it's the logistics of it are mind boggling. You getting all your plane tickets worked out? And yeah, stuff. I've already, I've yeah, I'm definitely planning on flying to Washington D.C. around Christmas time. That sounds like a good use of my time and money. Yep. That uh, yeah, you could just drive that one though. That's easy. <laughs> uh, next up in line, uh, he has been breaking news. You know him from Rumor Central. He's been breaking all kinds of stuff from. Uh, I think his big story recently was a Browns player. We got to talk to him about that. That was like talking about maybe the Browns are kind of weak. You know him online. He's Brad Stainbrook. Brad, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? How are you? That's a nice microphone, dude. That's a Thanks, nice dude. microphone. I just bought it. Tax write-off. That is really good. Yeah, I see. I wanted to bring up that Browns player thing because the comments are just going to start going already. Look at Doughboy. So who is it? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really. He doesn't reveal his sources. He doesn't. No, reveal never, his never, never. So Brad's been working hard, looking at the schedule, uh, and uh, making sure you know he was breaking some some uh, games before, uh, but now the schedule is officially out, so we're going to get ready to go over it. But we can't do that before we bring in our fourth member here tonight. Uh, he is, uh, I don't know, he's just smarter than me in so many ways. It's Cody Sook. What's going on, Cody? How's it going, man? I want to backtrack to something Andrew said. It's not mind-boggling, it's mind-bottling. Bottling. Oh, oh, yeah, that's mind, on me. Mind yeah. bottling. I haven't read any of these books. So that's <laughs> right. Those are there for show. That's you right. Know, it's, yeah. like, I, I've got some Sigmund Freud and some other things up here. Those are my wife's books. They, <laughs> I don't think they're even in English at this point. They're just throwing out made up words. And yeah, you got you got to read the original German for sure. Oh yeah, trying to just yeah. confuse people. I think is yeah. it was was the main gist behind those books. Mm. But yeah, schedule release night. Let's get it going. Got happy holidays, boys. Schedule release. The draft was just a few weeks ago. We, now we got the schedule. It is it is like opening up Christmas gifts all the time. And this is this is a big one uh, because we finally get to uh, we finally get to look at that schedule and analyze and see what we think is going to happen. And then when push comes to shove, most of us are going to be totally wrong, anyways. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of eye opening, a lot of eye popping things that happen with that Brown schedule. And we're going to get to that. Before we do that, though. Again, you're joining us here on the OBR Twitch channel. If you are not subscribed to the OBR Twitch channel, get subscribed to the OBR Twitch channel. Just like our buddy D-Dubs927, nine months in a row. Check you out for that. Or how about following the OBR? Is this LK Dog 77 Thank you for that. Be like those guys. Make sure, and pretty much everybody else here in the comments, make sure you are subscribed and join us in the comments. We'll be bringing your comments in throughout the night. Like this one from our buddy Paul Spencer. Paul Spencer wants to know, before we get into any football talk, what beverages are being consumed tonight? Smart man. I know question. Cody. I know Cody had, you know, he was like on the high noons kick. So we still. This is a guava. This is a, this is a, a local, local, a local guava flavored IPA. No, it's high noon, but it is, it is, it is guava flavored. They're nice when it's sunny outside. You know, it's, yeah. this is the pool pack. Uh, yeah, the limited pool. edition just came out real official. 
Uh, but yeah, if it's sunny, it's sunny and hot, you know, it's kind of refreshing. Uh, kind of e- ease into the evening. You don't, you don't want to go straight to the hard stuff. Kind of ease into it and, and take it easy. Nothing says Cleveland Browns football like the bull pack. Andrew, what do you got? <laughs> uh, I am drinking a uh, mezcal old fashioned. Dang, that's what that's what that is. So I did go straight to the hard stuff, actually, Cody. I, against all advice. Brad, do you have anything fun <laughs> that you've got going on over there? You just drinking waters? Apple juice. Apple, Apple juice and Paw Patrol. Do don't, don't do that to Brad. I got like how many more months? I got like four months left, so we're we're almost there. Yes. Oh okay. yeah, that's right. Never mind. You are drinking a nice Coke and just enjoying your time over there. I, on the other hand, I other on the other hand have uh, just a Great Lakes Haze craft. Yeah. In my in my patented garage beers glass, mm-hmm. you gotta love, love it. So, yeah, we got the drinks going on, Paul Spencer. You know that. Uh, so listen, guys, let's get into this because eight o'clock hit, and as soon as eight o'clock hit, the Browns released the schedule. And I think we have a graphic for it that I think Ian in the background is going to put up. But here it is, boys. The schedule is out. The twenty twenty two Cleveland Browns. Uh, and you're looking at it, going to open, uh, and I'm just going to read through it real quick, and then we're just going to do some really early impressions uh, in total before we go through and do the schedule game and all that stuff. But the Browns are going to open on the road. You had to feel like somebody in the scheduling uh, department for the NFL was feeling that maybe a certain quarterback was going to be playing in Carolina. Uh, and so just like they did with Denver and Seattle, they put the Browns on the road at Carolina. Uh, that storyline didn't work out maybe like the way they thought it would, or at least it hasn't yet. Uh, But on the road at Carolina, then the Browns come home for two uh, against the New York Jets, the kind of rebooted, retooled New York Jets, and then against the Pittsburgh Steelers and whoever is going to play quarterback for the Steelers. Browns then hit the road week four down to Atlanta, Marcus Mariota reclamation project down there. And then things get a little bit tough here right towards that fifth week where you're going to welcome in. Now, luckily, three of these four games are at home, but you're going to welcome in the Los Angeles Chargers, the New England Patriots, before you go on the road to Baltimore, and then the AFC, uh, I'm sorry, the AFC champions from last year, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, back at home before they hit the bye week in week nine. Uh, And then after the bye week, on the road against the Dolphins and the Bills, so two AFC East games on the road. Then they come home for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They go on the road for the Texans and the Bengals. And then their last two home games of the season in week 15 and 16, the Ravens and the Saints, before they finish the season off in Washington, or I'm sorry, with Washington and then at Pittsburgh. Uh, So, guys, when you look at this schedule, when you saw it come out, uh, early, early impressions of, of what you guys felt when you saw this. Well, well, first off, off the bat, aren't the Browns week one? Aren't they like one and 32 or something? I think the NFL threw them a bone here. Um, the Browns are already four and a half point favorites, I think, week one against the Panthers. That's um, it? Yeah, yeah, right now. I, I think that, it feels line. like a trap to me right now, you know? I think that's a trap right. game in my opinion. Uh, but let's just say, hypo- hypothetically speaking, Deshaun Watson is suspended the first four games. You look, the Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons, even with Jacoby Brissett, as quarterback, I could very well see the Browns being favored in all four of those games. Um, so that's just something to keep into consideration. Andrew, what about you? What are, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, the big thing that jumps out to me is you've got that bye week in the right spot, week nine. You know, they were really thrown off by that late bye last year. So that's big. But then six of the last nine games on the road down the stretch, that is, you know, uh, three straight two-game road trips 
you know, and the home games are the Buccaneers, Ravens, and Saints. I, the second half of their schedule is so tough. I mean, you know, how hard is it to win in the NFL on a regular basis on the road? And and so many of those games coming on the road at the second half of the season. I mean, you hope that they're healthy because if they have injury problems, those games just stack up so fast. Yeah, I think if we look at those first four games specifically, we talked about this in Slack earlier today. That's the easiest four game stretch of the season is the first four games of the season for the Browns with the at Panthers, home Jets, home Steelers at Atlanta. The low that's the lowest implied win total for any four game stretch this season, which is 23 implied wins for those four teams. So could the Browns start off with a three and one or even a four and oh with whoever's at quarterback? Sure. If Watson's out there, four and well, four and oh should be more than likely the outcome there, at least three and one with Brissett, you'd hope you go at least two and two and, and try to keep even there uh when you go into that harder stretch of games down down the season. And something that Mike was said earlier, how incredible would the drama be week one if you go into Carolina <laughs> and a certain quarterback is their starting quarterback over Sam Darnold or over Matt Coral for week one. That would be incredible. Um, might have flexed that game out of the one o'clock spot if that happens. I know it's not possible for, <laughs> for week one, but but that's something. And something else I want to touch on that stood out to me too. I know we don't have the times up there, but I saw that the official Brown schedule has the times listed. Of the 17 games, 13 of the Browns games are at one o'clock this year. That's Three uh, that's, four fifteens? None, zero. Yeah, that's so weird. But you do look at the games like the Texans, not the Texans, yeah. God, no. Well, honestly, the Texans <laughs> game, honestly, no, wait a minute. That is a one o'clock game. I could very well see that being flexed. Let's say if injuries happen with yeah. another four fifteen game there, because the storyline is simply just the storyline. The Bengals, yep. that could be flexed. Um, Steelers, honestly. Um and remember, with the new CBA, I think weeks five through eighteen can be flexed. Um, so, starting week five against the Chargers, that game can be flexed. Yeah, and I believe this is the first year games can be flexed into Monday night. So, that is something to consider as well. Yeah, and two of those are TBD. I think week fifteen and week eighteen, uh, Raven Steelers. Those are obviously very flexible. As depending on what's happening with the division, if the division's close, not at close, not at that point. You could push both those games into prime time and uh, and get weird with it, so to say. Yeah, it is. You know, it's we, very, go, I, yeah, it's just a it's a very light prime time schedule, which you know, given how the team has struggled in years past with high expectations, I'm fine with that. Let's let's play at one o'clock and blow people's doors off without anybody paying attention. One hundred percent. I get back to that 2019 season with all those prime time yes. games. Some of those were just rough to watch. Especially down the stretch of that season. Yeah, those were laughable yeah. football mm-hmm. games at that point. Uh see, I'm, I'm all in for the one o'clock. You know, that as a fan, mm-hmm. I, I don't like sitting around until four thirty, right. sitting around to the nighttime games. I'm ready to go at one o'clock, enjoy the day, yep. uh, and, and get the get the game in and get a win. Yep. I the thing that I looked at here is yes, the beginning of this schedule is certainly what looks to be the most favorable favorable part of the schedule. But you're also like I'm looking at the Panthers, Panthers, and I'm like, yeah. But if you got them later in the year, they probably wouldn't have Christian McCaffrey because they rarely ever. If you have week three, you wouldn't have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you had the Chargers later in the year, you may not have Bosa or Khalil Mack. Mm. Uh, you know, the, a the couple Browns of those teams. Three holidays. It looks like honestly, Christmas Eve, um, Halloween, and New Year's. Um, yeah. And and listen, yeah. this is this is just as big of a holiday as any of those other ones. 
on the schedule release. It'll be fun. What we're going to do in just a little bit is we're going to kind of walk through it and we're going to do it in, in chunks of four games, basically. But we'll really break down what we think of each matchup. And it'll be fun to look at, you know, to kind of look back at what the teams, these teams have done. Because I, I put together a little thing here before and, and you just kind of forget. Some of these teams really have retooled that. I don't think, I think we're in a position where you're going to catch the Jets before they have been able to put anything together. I don't think that's going to be as bad of a Jets team as maybe what they've been in the past. You know, some of these teams are are putting together some pretty solid rosters. And so it'll be, it'll be fun to kind of go through and do that guys real quick. When you, you know, I don't know if you have been able to look, I know Andrew, you said you made some notes. Uh, you've been able to kind of look through the season schedule and the NFL schedule besides the Browns and what they've got going on. Are there any other games that you kind of have scheduled uh, or, or circled as, uh, real highlight games for the NFL season uh, and their schedule. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Wisconsin, and so uh, the Packers, you know, it's just in the water up here, you know. And so, uh, week ten, the Cowboys go back to to Lambeau, and so that'll be Mike McCarthy for the first time back. Wow, uh, back in Green Bay, and uh, I don't know I don't know that there's a lot of bad blood there, but I mean, it's going to be a high scoring game. You know, it's a 425 matchup. It's in November. You know, those sorts of classic matchups late in the season. That'll be a must-watch, you know, for, for those two teams and and with the storylines that they have. And I would ex- expect a lot of points to be scored. So that's one that jumps out at me. I think, you know, we were talking beforehand about the, the first Monday nighter where the, uh, you know, the Seahawks are hosting the Broncos and Russell Wilson. And I, I can't believe that they're going to really <laughs> trot out Drew Locke against their former guy at home. I mean, if he, if he throws two interceptions in the first half, they'll burn that place to the ground. <laughs> So what you're saying is you're not going to go with Seattle in that game, probably? I, You know, I I mean, it's it's funny, though, because you could see the other side, right? Like, what if Locke, what if the revenge game is the other way? Maybe Locke is motivated to blow out the Broncos. I, You know, it, it, this stuff, weird stuff happens in the NFL. You can't predict. But I just think from, from, from a Seattle perspective, if I was a Seattle fan, that's your worst nightmare. I mean, imagine... Imagine the Browns, you know, have just traded away a, a great quarterback and he's coming back to play. You know, I mean, it would take a lot of imagination because the Browns have never had one. But um, anyway, uh, I yeah, there's there's it would be really hard as a Seattle fan to get excited about that game right now. I know the NFL just dropped all their schedules at eight o'clock, basically. So I don't know, Cody or Brad, if you had a chance to look at any of the other schedules, any of the other team schedules. I um, mean, yeah, I just saw the Brown schedule for the first time 17 minutes ago. So I'm just still getting adjusted <laughs> to it. Oh, really? Um, oh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's all right. I'm very surprised that the Broncos have the number of primetime games, but it does make sense. The storylines that you got to remember, not not only the NFL makes the, these primetime games but also the uh network executives they also have a big say in these games and obviously russell wilson leaving seattle uh joining a new team that's obviously going to draw some headlines so i I get it um one game on the brown schedule i am kind of surprised about is that week three amazon prime game remember this is the first year on amazon prime so who's calling it it's going to be kirk herbstreet and uh al michaels i believe which is honestly a weird combo but anyways Um, that is surprising because, you know, that's the second annual, second ever, you know, Amazon Prime game. So they definitely want to, that makes me believe Deshaun Watson is going to be on the field. That, that's what it's, you know, that's, that's what it's telling me. Mm-hmm. 
I like we're gonna get we're gonna get into pro, uh, like our projections and yeah, the yeah, schedule yeah. game and all that uh, a little bit later. But I do I want to get into some of these comments because there's a lot of them. So again, if you're joining us tonight and you want your you want your voice heard, get in these comments, make some comments. Doughboy, I'm gonna call you out again because I liked your comment. He looked at that schedule and said a healthy Baker gets 11 with Watson. Every single game is winnable, and I I keep having to I I totally agree with him, and I keep having to pull myself back into that mode of like. Listen, I'm we're not, I'm not I'm not going to badmouth Baker because when he was good, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. But Deshaun Watson's another level of good when he plays. And he's another level of of he's a that next step up quarterback that I I totally agree. Like I I think we look at that schedule and I look at it through kind of a, a Browns fans lenses. I'm like, oh, you probably lose. Oh, the Bills on the road, that's going to be tough and oh, there's this. But I think with an elite quarterback, I think with Deshaun Watson out there, I, I, we haven't had that in, in ever. <laughs> so I, I do, I agree with that. I think every single game on that schedule is winnable. Yeah. I think a lot of it with any team, it always comes down to health, how healthy are the Browns, how healthy are the opponents each week? You know, when, when are you facing the teams? Are they coming off of a Sunday night, playing them on a Thursday night? Are they, are they coming off short weeks? Are they come off long weeks or they come off a bye, et cetera. Health of both teams and those two items. But to backtrack to the question with, with Baker, a good Baker for sure. I mean, you look. We had eleven wins two seasons ago, right? That 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 was a, and this team is better than that team. You could say at least on paper. And I think back to your point on Watson. A lot of people, because he missed a whole season, I think are forgetting just how good he was in twenty twenty when he was quarterback in the Texans. He was Even. what he had. He he was their team. You know, he was first in CPOE, third in passing grade, and sixth in EPA, play, EPA per play among all quarterbacks this season. Uh, an extremely good football player. Hope he gets the majority of the games to play on the schedule this season. That's 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 the aim as a, as a Browns fan. We'll see how that goes. But with him on the field, undoubtedly every game is winnable, depending on the health of the team that week. Let's just say the Browns do take a few games to adjust with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson needs a time to get comfortable, and let's say he's playing all – you know, the full schedule, you look at the four, first four games again, even Deshaun does not need to play his greatest to win those four, four games. You know, mm-hmm. the Browns after week heading into week five, uh, hosting the Chargers, the Browns should be three and one. If not, I, I'd be concerned at least three and one. Definitely. Yeah, boys. Oh, go ahead. Andrew. I was just going to say, looking around the NFL uh, one more time, I just thought I'd look at Thanksgiving because that's always fun. And uh, the Bills are at the Lions. Uh, the Giants are at the Cowboys, and then the night game is the Patriots at the Vikings. So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good set of games. Even that Lions game with Josh Allen is going to be watchable. So, you know, from a Thanksgiving perspective, you know, we're in good shape. Which is that's the first time that's been true in a while. Yeah, that's a couple of powerhouses: Josh Allen and Jared Goff. There. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at one point, at one point, they were both powerhouses. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Hey, real quick, before we dive deeper into the Brown schedule and play the schedule game and all that, let's let's go around a little bit the the AFC North and look at uh, you know the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals. I pulled up the the 2022 strength of schedule. Uh, uh, they've got the the Bengals listed with the third hardest strength of schedule, which is going to happen when you win your division and you go to the Super Bowl and all that. Uh, so the Bengals uh, third highest strength of schedule. The Steelers twelfth, the Browns seventeenth, and the Ravens twenty third. And so you can see the Vegas odds there uh, as far as just where these teams place uh, in the NFL as far as rankings. And the Vegas odds say that the Browns are more than likely to come out on top of that group. 
so uh, I don't know. What do you guys take from that? I don't disagree. I think this is very fair. Honestly, I think people might be writing the Ravens off a little too. Like they always play like even last year they were in it um, even with all those injuries. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't really disagree with this. I agree. I think the Bengals, I think the Browns. So right now, according to Vegas and the Browns are favorites to win the AFC North. Yeah. I mean, my, my takeaway is that I, you know, I think there's three teams that are in a cluster, the Bengals, the Browns and the Ravens are all right there. Um, and then I think that there's a, there's a step before you get to the Steelers. The wild card, of course, with the Steelers is if Kenny Pickett is good, they, they would be right back into that same group with the other three teams. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm not scared of Mitch Trubisky, but, and I, I don't, my expectation is not high for Kenny Pickett. Most rookie quarterbacks are not good, but if Pickett comes in and plays like Mac Jones, you know, all of a sudden that's a four team race in a single division. And it, every one of those games is going to be a dogfight. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think most of us would agree that Bengals are probably due for a little bit of regression compared to last year. I think they kind of overshot how I think their record wasn't necessarily representative of how good of a team they were last year. They were 17th in DVOA and 11th in EPA per play on offense. So uh, average to above average football team that ended up going to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Sometimes the ball, the luck, the ball bounces in your favor sometimes. And we, we've seen that happen. I'm not saying that they're a bad football team by any means, but I think they're due for a little bit of regression back to the mean compared to what they, how they performed last year. And I think you were spot on there, Andrew, with the Steelers, that it all comes down to the quarterback and the offensive line play for them. It, it, uh, if Big Ben last year is getting ready to the, quarter, the ball faster than anybody else in the NFL. So what happens this year if Trubisky or or, uh, or Pickett sit back there for the ball for just a half of a more second, there might be more sacks, more turnovers, more fumbles, things like that. It all comes down to the quarterback for them, just like most teams, but especially the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. And as Brad said, the Ravens, you can't ever discount them. They're going to be competitive. They're well-coached. They're a well-run organization. They're going to be right in that double-digit win scenario, depending on health across the board. But uh, those are tough games. It's going to be a tough division this year, uh, even more so, I think, than the past years with how even these rosters are starting to become. I still think Cleveland, and I'm not being biased here, I think they're, Cleveland has the best roster and the best potential of all of these teams, with the Bengals and Ravens next, and then the Steelers hinging on the quarterback play. I love what you said there. I do want to make sure that you know, Cody, that I'm not going to let you just get away with saying 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say 11th? Yeah, I was going to bring did. it up if you didn't, Mike. No, <laughs> that's an official yeah. word. It, it, look it up. Read a book, guys. <laughs> Listen, Andrew, turn around, grab one of those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, actually, yeah I have that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't let you get away with that, Cody. You made a lot of good points, but I can't let you get away with 11th. There's three U's in 11th if you didn't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a German word. Yeah. Uh, so boys, before we really start breaking down each matchup for the Browns, uh, is there, is there anything else? Is there anything else that kind of jumps off to you guys? Is there anything else that you've seen out there again, before we just dive into kind of the the schedule game here, uh, that, that stands out across the league or with the Browns, uh, that, that you guys want to bring up? Yeah. You know, the one thing I would say is just a reminder that the, the Ravens finished fourth in the division. And I mean, it's fun to say that for one thing, but also, um, that means they get the fourth place schedule, right? So right. they get the Giants, uh, they get the Jaguars, and they get the uh, the what's the what's the other team I'm thinking of the the AFC West team, and I'm not seeing it. The, the, they get the Broncos. I don't know that that feels that yeah, an that's, advantage. That's but, not a reward. But but the, yeah, the Giants we know are going to be bad. I mean they they're almost trying to be bad. Uh, you know, and um, 
so it's a, it's a little bit of an advantage. And I think, you know, when we're talking about a, a race that's this tightly contested, you know, those two extra games against the Jaguars and the Giants, that could be the difference. And so um, it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, I think, uh, well, we'll talk, we'll talk about the Ravens. We'll get in, we'll dive into the Ravens here uh, in a little bit. Uh, so uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of comments coming in as far as just what people think and we'll get into it. And then uh, I know Ian's keeping track behind the scenes here. So he'll let us know uh, kind of where we end up. Uh, Brad, I know you said you have a, a certain amount of time, but you just stick on with us as long as you want and then let us know when you got to go. Uh, I got to run now, but I, I'll leave you guys with this. The Browns, uh, for the first time in a while, all their primetime games, I know they're not, it's not a lot, but all of them are home. So, you know, that's something cool. I feel like usually um, we're away on primetime games or it's, you know, split in the middle, you know, two home, two away. So it'll be cool to see, you know, First Energy Stadium all lit up. And, uh, you know, yeah. So I will see you guys um, when I see you. <laughs> So yeah, we'll talk I, to you. On, uh, we'll talk to you on Slack in like six minutes. Probably maybe seven. Something Brad said is, it, is it, that's a Halloween matchup, right? That Bengals yeah. Monday Night Football. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Dude, um, I, guys, I was at that. I was at that Broncos game last year. Dude, I was just electric. gonna talk about it. Electric. That was electric. the best game of the season in person. They turned all the lights off. Electric the game. That case. I don't care who's playing quarterback. That stadium was rocking that night. It was so much fun in that game. I remember that was the night Jarvis Landry came back. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that place went. But when they announced his name, it felt like the old Cavs games when they used to announce LeBron. Yeah, and the place it felt like the roof was coming off the place. It felt like somebody put a roof on the stadium, which they should have they, done originally, yeah. and then yeah. it got blown off when Jarvis yeah. Landry came out. Yeah. That was, was probably the most awesome. fun I've had at a game since, really, since Baker's Baker's first game that th- mm-hmm. that Jets game that Thursday night football uh, in a two whatever season that was 2018 2017 whatever that was. Um, yeah, that, that it was incredible that night to see that. I I didn't see Keenum do the chalk throw. I was kind of looking for that that <laughs> night, but <I> he <laughs> didn't, didn't do it for some reason. But uh, he had a nice game that night. That was that was the Dearness Johnson. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, of a over. If I remember correctly, yeah, it was awesome. That was I a mean, great game. There's a chance. I mean, you know, obviously breaks and everything else. But if Watson's playing that week eight game, they could be six and two, seven and one uh, going yeah. into, or I guess it, I guess it, I'm sorry, it would be five and two or six and one. Um, you know, I mean, think about the atmosphere on a Halloween night. If you've got the AFC champs coming to your place and you've got the best record in the AFC, for example, I mean, yeah, they, again, they would, whatever roof was, whatever was left of the roof from last time, it'd, <laughs> it's gone. It's finish gone. it off. Lots yeah. of renovations needed. Mm-hmm. Tons of them. All right, guys, let's get into the schedule and let's, uh, let's go through game by game, uh, and see what we feel, uh, the Browns are going to do. So we start on the road. In Charlotte, North Carolina, against the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it's a Carolina team that not a lot of expectations. This is the Hollywood Higgins game, as we will see Hollywood Higgins lining up for the Panthers uh, across the way. Uh, but they had draft picks like Iquanu in the first round. Uh, so initial thoughts, guys, when we play the schedule game, initial thoughts, Browns, Panthers, week one. You nothing here really. Nothing with the Panthers scares me necessarily. They have a decent receiving core, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, Higgins, a couple of decent draft picks, Matt Corral and Equanimee, just like you mentioned. But that's a that's a game that they should win even if Brissett's under center, without a doubt. It's on the road. I don't care, week one, whatever. Get rid of that mantra that the Browns can't win week one. Let's, let's get that done with, be over with it, and move on. Uh, yeah, and someone just mentioned Kevo 680 that it came gets to face Garrett in his first game. So, yeah, good luck. Welcome to the NFL, bud. You get mm-hmm. to face the best pass rusher in the all the football. That's a yeah. game I'm, I'm surprised, as Andrew was saying, with just the four and a half line. 
Yeah. Um, granted, that'll move up, down, back around, left and right by the time we get to the season opener. Yeah, if it's, uh, if it's yeah. confirmed, Watson plays. That's a that's got to be at least a touchdown, even on the road. For sure, hundred percent agreed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I think Cody's spot on here. I, I mean, I I don't think you can analyze this one too much. I, I think the only you know glimmer of hope that I would give Carolina is their defense is not you know terrible, and if uh, Watson is rusty, uh, you know, or if you know Brissett's playing, you know, potentially the offense gets held down. But even with that, I think the Browns can run you know, on, on people to mitigate that. So I would have to say, you know, off the top of my head, let's call it uh, Browns 27 Panthers 13. And I will say, I'm going to set a rule here for the rest. I'm going to set a rule for the rest of the schedule game. We're going to play the schedule game. Overarching rule. Deshaun Watson is the quarterback for the Browns. Okay. okay. Overarching okay, rule. Right. Deshaun Watson's the quarterback. I, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. They've yeah. made it. They've very much made it sound. Roger Goodell very much made it sound like, he doesn't, he's not planning on making any moves until some of this stuff gets sorted out. And so let's go ahead and just assume Deshaun Watson is playing. And if he's not, whatever, then the Browns got to figure that out from there. But let's, let's, let's go with the full on Brown squad. Are you telling me Mayfield's not starting week one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why do you guys keep talking about Brissett? Yeah. Obviously, yeah, there, there was a great there's a great question in the comments. Will, will the line move up or down if Baker's the quarterback for Carolina? And I think. I think the answer to that is is it probably doesn't move much, which tells you everything you need to know about who Baker is as a quarterback. Yeah, he, when he's playing his best, he's he's a, definitely better than Sam Darnold. We don't know about Corolla's. We know he's, he's a rookie, whatever, with that. He's definitely a better quarterback, but I don't think the – it wouldn't move towards Carolina's favor, I don't think, no. by any means. Yeah, I don't think – about maybe a half a point of movement at the most in one, one direction, but, yeah, yep. I wouldn't see anything changing there. I think you know. I think there are some interesting things. I think I think uh, Kevo brought up a great one uh, matchup to watch: JOK versus Christian McCaffrey. That'd be fun yeah, to watch. Call. Those guys running all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but no, guys, I'm with you. I'm playing the schedule game too. I, I, I this is a this should be a Browns victory. This should be a you know we could talk about maybe some rust for Deshaun Watson, but that dude's a pro, mm. and hopefully he knows how to come into camp and kick that rust off in camp so that he's ready to go. You, you probably see him playing a little bit in the preseason as well, maybe even a little more uh, than than what you'd expect out of a, a starting franchise quarterback. Uh, but you'd expect him to be done, and I would imagine that dude is going to be so revved up to mm-hmm. be out there playing football again, and he is an elite-level quarterback in the NFL. I would imagine he's out to prove something week one, and uh, that's a scary thing for the Carolina Panthers. So, yeah, I, I would – I'm 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 I want to even go further. I want to go like 35 to 10 or something like mm-hmm. that in that game. I really feel like the Browns could just dominate that game. Yeah. So we all agree with win for week one. Yes. Yep. And then let's probably agree again on week two because <laughs> the Browns come home for their home opener and they take on the fighting Zach Wilsons and the New York Jets. Again, the Jets, I do want to say some new weapons there for the Jets. Obviously, you bring in Garrett Wilson. That's a scary weapon on the outside. you got Brees Hall at running back. They brought in C.J. Uzama uh, from Cincinnati, who proved to be a pretty good tight end uh, as that season went on. Uh, to go along with guys like Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, you've got defensively, you're still not a very good team in New York, but you brought in some help in that in that uh, defensive backfield and Sauce Gardner in the draft. And so, uh, again, I think, I think the Jets could be a team that over the course of the – I don't know that they're going to start really well, and I think that bodes well for the Browns. But I think over the course of the year, this Jets team, once they get a little experience and, and some of these young guys get some experience under their feet, could be a better team than what people think. But what, what do you guys think about this matchup? Yeah, I, I think 
you're right about it's going to take them time. Whatever they are by the end of the season, they won't be there week two. I think that's I think that's safe to say. Uh, the other thing I'll say, my personal opinion, I'm not a Zach Wilson believer. So from my perspective, they don't have a quarterback. And, you know, when, when I mean, the Browns fans have been there for years and years when we were rolling out, uh, you know, Kevin Hogan and, uh, you know, uh, Spurgeon Wynn way back in the day. And uh, <laughs> when you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't, I mean, Garrett Wilson's a hell of a player, but, you know, he's going to be wide open and nobody can throw him the ball. So, you know, yeah, you couple that with the fact that it's the Browns' first home game with this new look offense, and I think, I, I think it's a Browns win just because I don't think the Jets can score points. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, so that comment a- AF Pierce had up there was was spot on. Is that you'd rather face them in Week Two than Week Twelve? They're, they're going to be ups and downs with a young roster across the board, kind of like the Browns teams of yesteryear when we were coming into the 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 kind of the Sashi Brown era into the Safansky and AB era where a lot of young talent takes a little bit of time to gel. Could very easily see them winning six games this year, maybe, uh, and squeaking out some games there, but very up and down. Uh, favorable matchup for the Browns again, even with Garrett Wilson and even with the players they have on the outside, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, uh, Brees Hall, the talent they have. Uh, still have the quarterback third and two, like you said, uh, but definitely a win for the Browns here. Uh, moved to 2-0 and, oh, and uh Everybody's chugging beers on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think I think I think or high noons. Uh, I don't think the Jets pose any more of a threat than the Panthers do. Uh, I think I don't think the Jets have. I think a little bit of some pretty good defensive players, but so does Carolina have some pretty good defensive players. I just think this Browns offense has a chance to do something really great, and with a healthy Kareem Hunt and with a little more clarity uh, on on who's playing where, uh, I just. I just really like the, what what the Browns are trotting out with Watson. So I think it's I I agree. I think it's another double digit victory, uh, Browns over the Jets at home. And and I'm not going to know what to do with myself, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to know what to do with myself at one and zero. Yep. Two and zero. Yeah. Two and zero. What in the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody move the team. Baltimore yep. need a football team. Let's get this team out of here. <laughs> Cody, yeah, they should have two. I don't have it off the top of my head, but what was the best? Did they start three and one? Was was it last year? Were they three and one last year to start yep. the season? That's right. That's got to be and the best the start. End the year before, I think. End, end the year, yeah, but but were four they last year. I I yeah, know. but I think four and zero. I mean, I don't remember the last time that's happened. I'd, I'll hide it off the top of the yeah. head. We'd have to redo yeah. some research, but that would be unreal. But that's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. still got to talk about the Steelers and, and the Falconians here. Now here's what I, here's what I want to talk about uh, because now we, we we've all got them going two and zero we've all got them beating Carolina and the Jet, the Jets and now we're we're all doing this thing with Pittsburgh again that I'm always wary to do and I'm always and and I feel like I'm always right and it pisses me off. I want to sit here and say Roethlisberger's gone. That we don't you're you're talking about either Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, or Kenny Pickett playing quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I want to sit here and be like. Well, we're just going to roll over that team, right? But we were doing that last year. Big mm-hmm. Ben, Big Ben's big and fat and slow, and he sucks. And then they make the playoffs, and they made the playoffs the year before, and, and when they lost to the Browns, it, it this team until this team sucks, they don't suck. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, so let's get on the two and zero Browns at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are your thoughts on this game? Can't ever right off the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's, you, you just can't. They're well-coached. They're well-run. They, they, yes. And are they going to be better without Big Ben? 
I mean, he was a shell of himself last year. What we've seen previously, just not a good quarterback. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Brown's kids gloves. I hope you're right. I hope. Hey, Browns, if you're watching this, yeah. I saw it week three. I saw a tweet earlier. It was like Miles Garrett picking up Kenny Pickett from the sack. It was like a baby holding a man's hand or something like that. But anyway, anyway, yeah. I'm not going to get my head itself and doubt the Pittsburgh Steelers at any point until they start sucking. Exactly like you just said. Can't do it. Won't do it. I, I know the O-line, I think PFF ranked their offensive line 26th last year. Uh, yeah. Could have been a lot worse, like we talked about earlier, with, with the time to throw that for Big Ben. A decent draft for them. I mean, they, they took Kenny Pickett. We'll see what he does. The hometown kid, Pittsburgh guy. Uh, then you get George Pickens, who I think a lot of teams removed from their draft board because of certain rumors that we've had about his character concerns. And then after that, and with the draft is kind of, we'll see. Uh, they have some talented players on the defensive side of the football. You, you have to account for TJ Watt on every pass play, every run play. Uh, you shouldn't be leave a, him unblocked on the weak side? Don't leave him unblocked on the weak okay. side, especially okay. when you have a rookie right tackle playing in that game. Um <laughs> And that'll be that'll be a, the first real test, I think, for this offensive line, depending on what Conklin's status is at right tackle. Yep. Is, is he going to be back from the torn patella tendon? Mm-hmm. Is Hudson in there? Is Hubbard in there? Uh, maybe it'll chip him a little bit to help him out on, on that right side. Uh, yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a, another a plus matchup, I'll say, for the Browns based upon their roster. But I think it'll be close. It always will be close unless it's the first round of the playoffs in 2020. Yep. Uh, but this we'll, we'll see how it goes this season. But I think a Browns win, I'll say this game, uh, 24-19 Browns win nice. that game. Yeah, so I, an underrated factor here, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's the schedule's new to all of us, so underrated is maybe not the right word, but uh, the Steelers open in Cincinnati, and then they have the Patriots at home. So their first two games are tough. So there's a, yeah. there's a chance if they're starting Trubisky, or a rookie quarterback. Either way, I mean, you know what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a good chance, I think, that they're 0-2 coming into Cleveland. And then, Do you and then, think – Go ahead. It's on your point. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's fine. Go ahead. If, if they start 0-2, do they start asking questions already? Well, Should yeah. they make the switch? Should that's kind of what switch? I'm wondering. But the but it's the short week, right? So right. So it's Trubisky. If Trubisky gets made a fool of by Bill Belichick – and then they've got you know three days to turn around and play in Cleveland. I you know so I I but that situation is exactly where Mike Tomlin earns his money every year, yeah. right? Their backs against the wall, and it's like okay, they're done. We write them off, just like you said, Mike. The, yeah. the Steelers are like a gun. You have to assume it's loaded, even when you know for a fact it's not, because that's the only way you can avoid you know making a mistake, right? So they are a good team until and you know and and probably I mean at this point after what we've been through over the last 20, 30 years, they're just going to be a good team for the rest of my life. And even if they're not, you know, I, so I, I think the interesting thing here is if, if they come in, zero and two and the Browns come in two and zero, it looks like it's one way. And then halfway through the game, it's tight and they're doing it to us again. In that moment in Cleveland, the, do the fans start that thing that we do where it's like, Oh, Oh, uh oh, here they come! You know, yes. or, or do we believe, right? Because we've got the quarterback now. We've got you know Amari Cooper now. We've got Miles Garrett playing against you know a turnstile at left tackle. That that's the interesting question. But it's always going to be there for Browns fans, right? Is if if they're down thirteen ten going into half, what's the mood like in the stadium for the third quarter? My favorite storyline of the offseason, by the way, was the press conference for Mason Rudolph, where he was like, "Well, yeah, like I'm, I'm like I'm not." 
you know, I appreciate Ben Roethlisberger and all that he did, but I'm, I'm kind of glad to take the reins of this team now and <laughs> march them forward and whatever he said. And then the Steelers promptly went out and were like, well, we're going to get yeah. Mitch Trubisky and we're going to draft somebody in the first round. And yeah. all of a sudden, when you look at like the depth chart for the Steelers, Mason Rudolph's in the third spot. And uh, he might be the worst quarterback in professional football. I'm going to say that's my very professional, educated opinion. He's going to make them want Duck Hodges back. Maybe, maybe what he Who meant beat was Cleveland that, in a game yeah. oh. <laughs> in a real football game. But if that doesn't prove the point that they're always good, that I know, nothing, right? Nothing will, right? Find a way to win. Somehow. So, so yep. what were the what were the uh, Cody? You had them like twenty four to nineteen, something like that. Browns yes, win. You did you have a Browns win, Andrew? I do. I, I still think. I mean, all of that being said, uh, this is a game where you find a way to win, right? So, it, like, I can very easily see them down at halftime. But this is why you got Deshaun Watson, right? Go win a game in the fourth quarter. Maybe this is the Cade York game, right, where he nails two or three kicks, and uh, we've got ourselves a, a folk hero. So, yeah, let's call it uh, 20 to uh, 12. Yeah, and I'll go uh, – I, I think the de- the Steelers' defense is really good. I still think they're good. Uh, I think you – I think Miles Jack has underachieved or he hasn't been as impressive as everybody thought he would be in Jacksonville. I think he has a chance to be as impressive as everybody thinks he is in Pittsburgh. Uh, and that defensive line is really good. And so I'm never going to sleep on that defense while they got, while they got those guys out there and Watt and, and all Hayward and all those guys that are really, really good. So yeah, I'm going to say this might be the first time in the season, uh, that the Browns offense really has to fight for points. Uh, and so, yeah, I think this could be like a 17 to 13 kind of game and I'll give it, I'll give it to the Browns too. So I'll go three and oh guys, we've got, we've got a legend waiting in the wings. And so we're going to bring him in. Then we'll let him kind of catch up with us. Uh, but we're going to bring in Fred Greetham, who just is sitting there looking comfortable. Uh, Fred, what's going on? Welcome to the uh, welcome to the schedule release party. Hey, great to be here. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, leave it to the NFL to turn it into like Christmas. You know, it's like, uh, but yeah, I, I saw it earlier. Haven't really studied it, but, you know, it. It, it allows the NFL to have something going like every month of the year, it seems like now. You got April draft, May schedule, June mini camp. Yeah, they got to dream up the July deal. And I guess you can count training camp at the end there. So, sure. no, it's, uh, no, it's always exciting. You play that game. And, and what I found in the years covering the, the teams that you think are a sure win now, <laughs> or sure loss it's it's never the same when the season starts i don't know what it is but somehow teams that are good sometimes lose their magic and teams that are bad sometimes get on a roll but that that's parody so no i think they've got it right out of the gate they got a chance to to get on the board and make some hay you know and get off to a fast start this team you know traditionally started slow beginning with the first game you know, they've won one time. And so, you know, you got to come out and win. That can set the tone so many times, you know, and you can get a roll going. So, yeah, I, I like the schedule. It looks like after the bye to me that sets up with some with – a, with a tough little – I think four out of five games are on the road after the bye. And the home game, I think, is Tom Brady. So – it looks like the back half of the schedule, you know, is going to be difficult. So that's why I really think you want to get off to a good start and 
get on a roll and put as many W's together as you can, you know, while you can, you know, you want to especially get off the good start in the division with the Steelers. Um, you want to, you know, I, I say it any way the schedule looks is everything goes winning the AFC North. They've never won the AFC North and they haven't even won the division since 1989. So it's time to, to put your sights on that. And that starts with the division games. And, you know, they, they say they count double. So I think you really got to, you're talking about overlooking Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh every year is good, you know, even when they're not supposed to be good. So I think you got to, you know, you, you got to get off to good start, but really with that game, you want to, you want to get that one especially, and you want to get, I think you got to win four out of six, at least in the division, you know, to put yourself in position to win it. So Fred, come in and play the schedule game with us for a minute. We've made it through the first three weeks. Uh, and so just a quick catch up. Uh, we've all got the Browns beating Carolina week one in Carolina. Do you have any disagreements with that? No. Okay. We've all got them beating the Jets at home in week two. Do you have any disagreements with that? No. Okay. (laughs) And we all have them beating the Steelers week three at home. Do you have any disagreements with that? You know, if they start 2-0, that could be, you know, it just seems like teams you should win just the NFL. Um, But I'm going to say they're going to take care of the Steelers this year. They'll be 3-0. Let's go. All right. Um, We've given them so many wins so far, and we're only through three weeks of the season. You got to love that. Uh, All right, so let's move on to week four. The Browns head down to Atlanta. It's the Marcus Mariota reclamation project down there. He gets his chance at redemption after getting booted out of Tennessee for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, You've got Cordell Patterson, who very much like Debo Samuel kind of redefined a position. Uh, last year and Cordero Patterson was really, really good last year. Debo got all the talk, but Cordero did kind of the same thing as Debo did. Uh, and he, unlike Debo, is going to do it again. Uh, and he wants to play that position again, kind of that running back position. Uh, they brought in Drake London to go with Kyle Pitts as two pretty good offensive weapons for Marcus Mariota. Uh, defense is suspect down there at best in Atlanta. Guys, how are you feeling about that Atlanta game? Yeah, I mean, I feel better about the Atlanta game than the Steelers game, but I think the Browns will take care of that too. I mean, I guess you've got me at 4-0, which that yep. would be something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with Fred, and I think, yeah, it's, I mean, that's the understatement of the year. To to think about the Browns being 4-0 and with a home game <laughs> after that is, I, I feel irresponsible for predicting it, but uh I'm looking at the Falcons' schedule. They've got the Saints at home, and then they go to L.A., and then they go to Seattle, and then they're home for the for the Browns. So they have back-to-back West Coast road trips. They might even be out there for the whole week. You know, to me, with a young team like they're going to have, that's a that's a situation where you know they're home and they're just they're worn out, and they you know it's I, of of the four games we've predicted so far, this is the one I feel the most confident saying that the Browns wow. will win. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that with that statement. They're in complete rebuild mode, and they got some young players. You Drake London's, uh, you know, they have Desmond Ritter, maybe a future quarterback. Guys like resigned Grady Jarrett, um, Kyle Pitts. 
you know, so there's some talent there, but if, if, if the Browns are healthy and going to Atlanta and lay an egg, there's going to be some big question marks starting around. So I think that I agree with Andrew. That's the most confident. I think that the Browns would win. It would be week four. So we're sitting at four and, and Berea is almost burned out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's also Deshaun Watson's return trip to a dome uh, an inside yep. controlled climate environment. Not that hometown. Not that the climate oh, at any of the right. other places should be bad in the first part of the season, but uh, return to the dome. You got it, hometown. That was the other. Remember, that was the rumor. It was the Browns are out of the running. He's going to sign with Atlanta. Boom, remember the picture. The Browns. Mm-hmm. He had a picture, two picture of a Browns jersey and a Falcons jersey, and, and out of his basement, living room, laundry, whatever mm-hmm. it was, yes. and was sitting down on the table, and everybody's <laughs> like, "Whoa, what is what we got going on back there?" But yeah, that mm-hmm. was uh, that was supposedly what it was down to, you know. I'm with you guys. I am gonna I'm gonna be a believer in Marcus Mariota because I want to be because that guy was really good for a little while mm-hmm. with Tennessee, and then some injuries happened, and then they really believed in Ryan Tannehill, which drives me up a wall because I still don't. He is he's a fellow Texas A&M Aggie, and I still don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, but uh, uh, I I I think there that Marcus Mariota's got a chance to go in and turn himself back into a pretty good NFL quarterback, which I which I'm gonna root for. With that being said, I'm with all of you guys. I think I think the Browns should go to Atlanta. Uh, first of all, there's a weird thing with the Browns in Atlanta that the Browns always beat Atlanta. Like even when the Browns were bad and they played Atlanta, they beat Atlanta. So there's like this thing with the Browns in Atlanta, and I think I think the Browns go down there and get a win and go to four and zero. And so here's what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a challenge in the comments, and then we're gonna do a quick little breakdown here. My challenge to you guys in the comments while we talk about this first four games of the season, post one word that describes. The Browns being 4-0 in your head. Post one word in your head that comes into your mind when the Browns are 4-0, and we will read some of the best comments. So, guys, the the first part of this season concludes. They get the wins they need to get here in our schedule game. We all have them at 4-0. If that happens, do you have a feeling of, you know what, this is how they should have played it? So, good. This is, this is where they should be. Or... Are we going to let ourselves be a little like, oh, holy crap, we are 4-0, let's go? I, I mean, well, I, would, I, think, yeah, yeah. I, I would be beside myself. The the idea of them being 4-0, <laughs> you know, I, even though the schedule does get harder, and I think Fred made the right point that, uh, you know, they they need to win these games so that later they can, you know, be more like a 500 team and still make the playoffs. But uh, uh, 4-0 for the city of Cleveland would be, yeah, as Passive Alpha says, that's an apocalypse scenario. And it, <laughs> I, I couldn't be more excited for it. Fred? Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, the way the NFL is, teams always lose games they should win and vice versa. And I just think you got to stack as many as you can. And if you can get on a roll sometimes, you know, it becomes hard to stop you. And I think this schedule allows them to get momentum going and maybe – maybe carry into a game that you shouldn't win. But, um, you know, this is the guy that said they'd be 12 and five last year, you know? So I try to be pretty objective and I'm just saying, looking at that, that would be a great start. And that would, I think it would really springboard them, you know, and carry them the rest of the season. Yeah. I think you get, you, you get the momentum and it, it's just, whether you believe in momentum or not, you get confidence. Confidence plays a long way in a lot of things in football and not to be too philosophical, but in life as well. You know, if you get confidence, you feel good about yourself. You're going to play better. That locker room is going to be, you know, 
happy. They're going to be cheerful. They're going to they're going to be they're going to feel great about themselves going into each week now. And say, hey, we've won these four games. We think we could beat any one of these teams. We feel good. You're not down on ourselves. And then you, you go into the more of the gauntlet area of your, of your schedule. But yeah, I think four now. It's realistic. I think that should be the expectation as things sit right now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. time to go ball out. I mean, if you if you zoom out, take the big big picture here. They are playing three of the four worst teams on their schedule in this stretch. Yeah, the Texans are the other team that are that are pretty bad. You know, uh, the Commanders are not great, but uh, you know, uh, and and then to have the Jets at home. I mean, these are yeah, these are bad teams. Panthers, Jets, and Falcons are. You know, they were all picking in the top ten for a reason. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it's crazy as Browns fans to sit here and say four and zero. You know, and the Steelers game is a question mark. Either three and one or four and zero. Anything less than three and one would be a disappointment, frankly. Correct. It's not like we're being homers here. So, like it, it, right. it, that screen doesn't show the Buccaneers, uh, the Broncos, the Bills, and the Patriots or something. You know, the, right. those not the four teams that are on there. These are four yeah. variable, winnable games as we stand right now uh, going into the season. So uh, I'm really glad I asked for those comments because there were some really good ones, uh, really, really good ones, unfreaking believable apocalypse. Uh, I loved unconscious, uh, but I saved the best one. I, I didn't use it yet, but Taco Cat gets the win for that one. For some reason, he just wrote the words "winged pigs." <laughs> it's two words, but we'll, we'll I don't know what that it. means. I, but I love it. Uh, yeah, there's got to be some meaning to that, and I'm I'm lost Pig, too. Pigs but... are flying, right? That's... Oh yeah! Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. Yeah. I thought we were talking about like war pigs, Black Sabbath, or something. That's what I was thinking too. And I'm an idiot. I get it. I'm a moron. Thanks for for clarifying, Andrew. That's what the books are for. So I know Paul Spencer was over here handing out subscriptions before. Uh, So big shout out to Paul for for gifting some subscriptions. Again, if you're not subscribed, make sure you are to the Twitch channel. Uh, It is, uh, you know, we do fun stuff like this all week. Uh, And so, yeah, war pigs. Winged pigs, all kinds of pigs if the Browns are 4-0. But now, guys, it's time to move on to some more interesting conversations because, to be frank with you, that first part of the season, as fun as it would be to win all those games back-to-back-to-back-to-back, there's not a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Yeah, thanks, Paul. (laughs) Okay, thanks, buddy. Uh, uh, So let's get into the the second set of games here. And, And this is where things get... This set of games right here, mm-hmm. this set of games right here, I think is going to have a dramatic impact on how we are all feeling in week nine when the bye week comes around, mm-hmm. as opposed to how we were all feeling at 4-0 and after week four. Four very good football teams. Four, uh, two division rivals. One team that went to the Super Bowl last year. One team that in our division was hurt beyond belief and still was fighting for a playoff uh, spot and it's going to be healthy. And then two non-division teams that were really good last year. So guys, let's start week five, the four and O Browns at home against Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and Browns killer, Mike Williams. Uh, and, and the referees, they'll be playing against the referees. Well, that again. Uh, but defensively, you talk about these offensive weapons, but defensively, J.C. Jackson and Derwin James and Joey Bosa, and then you add Khalil Mack to that group. J.C. Jackson. This is a really good Los Angeles Chargers football team. And whilst nobody is in Los Angeles to watch them, there will be a lot of people in Cleveland to watch them, and that should be one heck of a game there week five. Guys, what are your thoughts on that one? 
I have it as a loss. Uh, I think it's the first loss of the season at home against the Chargers, a team. The last year's game was incredible. That was the 47-42 finish. Uh, but the Chargers, fifth last year in EPA play, 12th in DVOA. They added some incredible talented, incredibly talented players that you just mentioned. They addressed the right guard spot with Zion Johnson in the draft. Uh, I think this is another shootout, uh, a game they should have won last year. But I think this will be the first loss. The Browns go to 4-1. I'll call it a 34-30 kind of football game. Yeah, I'm going to say it's also us, especially if they're 4-0. Now, I will put this caveat. If they stumble with one of the first four games and are 3-1, and I think they would then bounce back and win this game. So I think they're going to be 4-1 after five. Um, But I'm going to put me down as a loss. Yeah, I see multiple people in the comments saying that we we had them beat last year and let them off the hook, and I think that's basically true. I mean, some you know that pass interference call, I'm still salty about it, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think you know, there's I think that you can make a really convincing argument that the you know that the Browns had them beat, let them off the hook, and I mean the they they did that with you know a player a quarterback who is not as good as the quarterback they have now, and so. You know, if this is going to turn into another shootout, uh, I like the Browns' chances of winning that shootout. You know, there's also a non-zero chance that it is some sort of weird weather situation. I mean, that's, you know, that's where that's where we live is is a weird weather part of the world. It's it's the the ninth of October, so it's early. But you know, stranger things have happened. I'm going to say it's a win uh, because I think that you know the one thing that Browns can do against the Chargers is they can run the ball on them. So, uh, you know, Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt probably have a good game just like last year, and I'd say it's a win. So what's interesting to me about this game is that, to me, these are just two very similar teams. Yep. These are teams with high expectations that faltered last year. Because remember, the Chargers did not do what a lot of people were picking the Chargers to do last year. And they struggled down the stretch. Uh, they didn't. Am I losing my mind? They did not make the playoffs last year, right? That's correct. Right. The Raiders made the playoffs over the Chargers last year. Right. I think there's a lot of motivation on both sides. It's the same thing with the Browns. They just did not live up to expectations. Neither did the Chargers. Uh, I am going to mark this as a very, like, 51-49. I'm going to go with, no, not the score. Not the score. (laughs) I'm saying a percentage. Gotcha. Like I, I'm Quite so fun. on the fence about it because I do think the Browns are ever, I think the Browns are ever been as good as the chargers, but I, I don't think the Browns are going 17 and zero, And so I'm going to mark this down as the first loss. I, I'm, I, I'm, I teetered. I didn't know. I was listening to you guys hoping you were going to sway me the other way. And you guys almost did Andrew, you almost did there at the end. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to give the Browns their first loss here. Um, and, and again, I, I'm, I do think it's a high scoring affair, uh, but I, I just think that I think that the Chargers are a team on this schedule that can get the Browns. So uh, I'll have the Browns going to four and one after five weeks, at which point I'm still ecstatic, but I probably won't feel like it after that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the Browns stay at home and they welcome Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and the New England Patriots. This New England Patriots team that, in my opinion, had no business doing what they did last year. Just absolutely no business. Mac Jones is not great. He's not great, and yet this team is so well-coached, and they are so defensively sound that it's 
the way they cause turnovers and force you to play the game you don't want to play, it's the they're the best in the league at making you play a game you don't want to play. And so Belichick, Mac Wilson is back. It's the Mac attack back at First Energy Stadium. Uh, and, and they added Devontae Parker to the wide receiver room. An obvious rookie of the year candidate. We talked about him all night, draft night. Cole Strange making an appearance in Cleveland. Guys, what do you think about the New England Patriots game? I'm going to jump in there, and I kind of agree. I was going to say that, that the the Patriots were not as good as they showed when they steamrolled the Browns last year. And I think the Browns have much more firepower this year and will outscore the Patriots. Yeah, I don't think the Patriots nearly have the the talent um, that the Browns do, and I think that they'll right the ship this year. They will beat the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I, from my perspective, I think Mike, you hit it on on the head. Uh, they they force you to play left-handed, you know, and uh, uh, even with Deshaun Watson, you know, the Browns are going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to be a play-action team, and uh, you know, Bill Belichick is great at making you do the things you don't want to do. And so, uh, to me, you know, I had the Chargers them beating the Chargers, so I'll have them losing to the Patriots here. It'll, it'll be a close one, but I, I think there's whether it's the Chargers or the, or the Patriots or even the Steelers in week three, there's going to be a game early where the offense doesn't do what it should do because it's a new quarterback in a new system for him. And so I'll, I'll have it be here. I'll say that they, you know, the, the Belichick does one of his things and the Browns score like, you know, 13 points. Listen, anytime you have Cole Strange, you're never going to be out of the football game. That's right. Okay, when he's on the That's roster, talking about. he's your guy. No, but in seriousness, I think it's definitely going to be a, a low-scoring game. I think low-scoring, close game. The Patriots' defense will be good. They were top 11 in both drop, drop back and rush success rate allowed last year. I think they're going to be just as good on defense again this year, even with – no, without, without maybe not the same amount of talent on that defense, but they're obviously well-coached. Uh, I think it was 17-16 Browns win this in that game, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And, and for my record, they, that would put them at 5-1. and one. I got a question for you guys. Are we looking at, like, uh, projected ranks? On here, is that what we're looking at? I'm going to say that those are last year's statistical ranks. New England was second offensively. I mean, sure. I don't know. Were they? I'm not sure what that is. I, I'm not a math major, Mike. I don't. I'm going to turn around and read a book, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I don't know in what universe the expectation would be that New England's offense would be second in anything. Yeah, yeah. Ian said question. their grades, their PFF grades. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's rankings. <laughs> PFF rankings. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Nah. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not buying that. Not buying I don't it. think New England's. I. I don't. I'm not a Mac Jones believer. Uh, I, I think Mac Jones, the way he played last year, is about as good as Mac Jones is gonna be. Uh, and 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 I think the Browns again have are gonna have enough cohesion defensively to be able to match new England defensively. And I think they can outscore them. So yeah, I think, I think the Browns can put up, uh, I think this is like a race. This feels like a race to 20 points for me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a team hits 20 points. They're going to win. I think Browns get to 20 points, maybe 21 to like 17, something like that. And I think the Browns do bounce back after a loss to the chargers and they find themselves at five and one. And I, I saw a lot of people in the comments talking about, this is the portion of the season that you have to earn a split. And and I think the Browns get their first one right here against New England. Uh, so, uh, do we all do we all still have the Browns at five and one? 
We do. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So the five and one Browns, according to all of us, uh, are now going to go back on the road after a pretty decent uh, set at home there. And they're going to go to Baltimore. And this, I feel like there's a lot of recency things going on in people's heads about Baltimore. But let's remember that Baltimore is going to have a healthy Lamar Jackson. And they're going to have uh, a healthy J.K. Dobbins and a healthy Gus Edwards. And that's their offense right there. And I know they got rid of Hollywood Brown, who I think was overrated anyways. Uh, But I think the running game for the Ravens will be back this year, assuming they stay healthy. Uh, And then to that defense, which is still a really good defense, you add Kyle Hamilton, who a lot of people had ranked as one of the best, if not the best players in the draft. Uh, And he'll be playing defensive back for the Ravens. Uh, so, uh, let's, I'll, I'll try to do this a little better and make you guys and, and give you guys some, some structure and not just throw it out there and wait for somebody to talk. Uh, Fred, how do you feel about the Browns at Baltimore week seven? Yeah, I think it'll be a tough game. And I think that this is one that, that they will have a tough time winning, even though I, I think they're as good, but Baltimore, you know, like the Steelers always good and at home will be very tough. We'll find I, th- I see them finding a way. I see the Browns, you know, dropping to five and two. Um, I'm going to have to get out here. I have to to finish a story for the morning. Okay. Um, so I'm going to tell you at least the Cincinnati. I say they bounce back and beat the Bengals. So I have them at six and two, you know, through this stretch of the season. So thanks everybody for for hearing me out, and and we'll check with you again. You guys carry it from here, okay? Fred Greenham, we love you, man. Thank you for jumping on with us. Uh, We appreciate it, and we look forward to reading what you're writing tomorrow. All right? Thank you, guys. Thanks, Fred. So Fred jumped off. Okay, so he's got them losing to Baltimore. Uh, Andrew, what do you got in this game? Yeah, I agree with Fred. I mean, I think it's, you know, from my perspective, I think New England is a a physical, uh, you know, team. They always beat the hell out of you, and then you got to go on the road to Baltimore. To me, that just looks like a situation where you know you're going to lose, you know, back to back. And I think it's a little bit of that bump in the road that you would expect with a quarterback on a new team. And now it's oh, can he figure it out? You know, can they, can they, you know, uh, change the offense enough to evolve past, you know, what they've been doing and, and find a new way to win? And so I would say. You know, it's it's another situation where they they just get shut down offensively, and they maybe lose twenty four to twenty. Got it, Cody. Yep, I agree. I, I think I think this puts the Browns at five and two here with a loss at Baltimore, a team that continuously drafts extremely well and makes great decisions as an organization. I think they get like three of the top forty players this season or something. This this draft or something like that, three of the top fifty. I think it's a close game. Uh, Browns lose on the road and they fall to five and two before they go back home to take on the, uh, the bungles guys, I got the Browns at uh, six and one. Nice. Uh, listen, uh, this was the game I kind of had circled and this, I think in my opinion, and I'm not really counting a couple of those early games because some of those teams suck. This is the Deshaun Watson game to me. And here's what I mean by that. When the Browns had their great season two years ago and Baker was playing really well, it was, it was that game late in the season. Remember that game late in the season against Baltimore. It was, it was the game of the season in my opinion. Mm-hmm spectacular game and and their quarterback was just a little bit better than our quarterback was and that's basically how Baltimore won that game right he had to run in he had to go to the bathroom and then he had to come out and he played a little bit better than our quarterback did we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think this is the Deshaun. I think this is where that script gets flipped a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think this is where you see how good Deshaun Watson is in a game like this. And so, uh, I don't know. This is just, I, I've had that feeling from the beginning, this Ravens game. I think this is where we see the difference. And I think the Browns win a game. I think they win a little bit, maybe more of a higher scoring game than what you guys are talking about. I, I view this more as like a 31-28 kind of game. Uh, and I think the Browns walk away with a win at Baltimore, which would be awesome. And uh, Doughboy, I really appreciate you for this comment. <laughs> My wife is cute. Uh, you can also ask that how how question. I don't know. She's got bad judgment. It's it is what it is. Uh, all right. So now we've got the Browns coming back home against the the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. I am very. This is the conversation that I had circled with you guys. This is the one that I wanted to talk about the most. Offensive weapons everywhere. I mean weapons everywhere for the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Joe Mixon. And I mean, just run down the line of all their, I'm not even going to do it, of their offensive weapons. Uh, Can the defense replicate what they did last year is my question. So Andrew Browns, Bengals week eight. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, the, the Bengals are a good team and obviously they won the AFC. The Browns beat them twice last year. I know that last game was meaningless, but they put it on them in Cincinnati in the middle of the season uh, and I, I don't think that that was a fluke necessarily. I think that the Browns, uh, you know, the the Steelers play the Browns well. I think the Browns play the Bengals well. Uh, I think that the cornerbacks take it as a personal challenge to shut down Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I I, I mean, I, no, not many players played Jamar Chase as well as Denzel Ward did last year. And so uh, – to me, the Bengals, you know, I think it's reasonable to expect a team that lost the Super Bowl to struggle the next year. And this is a home game on a Monday night. If the crowd isn't a factor, I would be stunned. I mean, that's this is why Browns fans are Browns fans. It's to go, you know, go down to the lakefront on a Monday night on Halloween and be weird. You know, be drunk and be weird <laughs> for six hours. And that's 
That's we got them all in the comments over here. We got them all in exactly. The comments Go do here. it. You know that, and that's and that's how you win a football game. So, to me, that's the that's the recipe, and I think that they can do it. I, you know, to me, this is this is another Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you know, Jerome Ford, whoever wants to get one. You know what I mean? Uh, run the ball down down their throats and get out of there with it. I think it's a, another one of those games where it starts out close and then gets lopsided. Yeah, I think the Browns win this game too. The, the Halloween Bowl, if you want to call it that, on Monday night at home. Uh, it'll be a test definitely for the cornerbacks. If, if it's Martin Emerson in there getting some time, if it's if, if Greedy and and, uh, and Greg Newsom on the outside against Chase Boyd and Higgins and, and Burrow and Mixon and that whole crew. But I think the Browns do win this game again, maybe like a 30-23 to 23 type game and get and push their record up even better. Guys, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't – I do not think – I think the Bengals played well. I think the blank, the Bengals had the Cincinnati or the Kansas City Chiefs number last year, as as mm-hmm. evidenced in those two games. Uh, I think the Bengals sort of lucked out by drawing, uh, I think, a terrible number one overall seed in the playoff Tennessee Titans team uh, in the first round, uh, and then they and then they just worked their way to uh, to a Super Bowl. And it was great, good for them. I don't think the Bengals are as good as as what happened with them last year. And I I've got another win, guys. I I actually am taking the Browns to go three and one in this stretch. Uh, and I I've got a rough stretch coming for them. I don't want you guys to think I was just a homer here. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, I think at again at home this uh, three of these four games are at home, uh, yep. and I just think the Browns are going to be able to put this together and continue to run the ball on the Bengals and continue to dominate the ball. Patrick's just going to jump in with us. Uh, I yeah. hope you guys don't mind. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to give them another win and I'm going to have the Browns winning seven of their first eight games going into the bye week. And, and I don't know, I'm, I'm an idiot for that. Cause I don't know what part of being a Browns fan makes me think that's possible, but I just, there's just this thing of an elite quarterback can do things for your team. And I think he's here. And yep. so that's that's my feeling. So first uh, first half of the season comes and goes. Uh, I think you guys have them all. You both have them with two losses, right? Yeah, yep, six and two. So yep. you guys got them six and two. I have them at seven and one. Uh, and regardless of that, again, I think if they get through that stretch, and and if I'm wrong and they lose one more of those games than what I had them, uh, I'm still thrilled. If they finish six and yep. two, guys. Yeah. We're all thrilled as they head into the back half of the of the schedule. So yeah. let's just keep going. Let's just keep jumping in uh, to the back half of the schedule. And so the Browns go into the bye week after that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. And then they make their way down to sunny Miami, Florida. I think that's a game a lot of Browns fans have <laughs> circled on the schedule for like, hey, how expensive are the plane tickets going to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Jack Duffin that was texting us all day. Uh, talking about, I think that's the game I want to go to, boys. Uh, but they're going to head down to Miami, and uh, they're going to take on a Dolphins team that the question is Tua, right? With the Dolphins team, that's that's the question because right what the what the Dolphins did with their wide receivers, their wide receiver group is ridiculous. This might be mm-hmm. the best wide receiver group in all of football. This is Tyreek Hill, and they brought in Cedric Wilson too. Cedric Wilson was a guy a lot of us were clamoring for uh, uh, in free agency. Uh, to go with Jalen Waddell, another really good rookie wide receiver. Uh, so the question lies on the left shoulder of that quarterback in Miami. How, uh, uh, Cody, how do you feel about this Miami game? My, I feel like the Dolphins are kind of 
thought of, how the Browns have been thought of as the past two years as this team that's just going to come out with all these talented players and, and really dominate. I think it's going to be closer than we'd all like. I've been back and forth with the winner or loss. It's at Miami. They've got a ton of talent. Um, I'm going to say it's a win, not a confident win on my end, but I, th- I think it is a win. Uh, maybe 24-21, uh, Browns cook this out and move up to 7-2 and two in my rankings. Guys, guess what I just Googled? <laughs> Go flights. On. Yeah, yeah, flights. <laughs> yeah, Google flights. I, I Googled Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator. What is the average airspeed velocity of a swallow? Yeah, so that's I, that's yeah. I've got that uh, on a post-it on my monitor. I go- I googled the Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator. I if, I mean I had no idea who it was. Uh, they were good on defense, but I think they were good on defense because of who their coach was. Right. And yeah, I think that coach isn't there anymore. And I think that there's not as much talent on that defense as people think there is. And I think that Miami in November is a fast track. And so. You know, off the bye in Miami uh, with a team that can throw the ball effectively, which is what the Browns are. I, I see the Browns scoring a lot of points in this game. And, yeah, the Dolphins might have a good offense. I mean, I think Mike McDaniel, Mike, <clears throat> excuse me, Mike McDaniel is a good offensive mind. But do they have a good team? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh... This is another one of those. This is another one of those games that I I flip flopped on many times, yep. because I do think the Browns can be hot at the beginning of the season. I think there's going to be a lot of emotions and a lot of intensity, especially in that second stretch of the year that we just got through. That I really felt like this could be a game that you got to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going to circle that this is a win, and this is one of those. This is a Miami team that's going to piss off a lot of Miami fans. Because some weeks they're going to look awesome, and other weeks they're going to look like trash. I think this is a game where the Browns don't look great, but I, but I have them pulling it out. Like I, I, I <laughs> again, it's going to get ugly here in a minute. So don't <laughs> okay. worry, it's going right. to okay. get ugly in a minute. Okay. Uh, but I, I have the Browns pulling this win out uh, against Miami. Uh, I just, I can't, I can't look at Tua and say I think that's the guy that's going to that's going to snap a streak for the Browns. Uh, And so uh, I'm going to go with the Browns getting another win. They still only have one loss on the season for me. I know it's ridiculous. I know that. But too, didn't you see that video of him throwing to to Tyreek Hill downfield? The the wobbler, the NFL films. Dramatically underthrown that Tyreek Hill had (laughs) underthrown by 25 yards. (laughs) (laughs) I love the comments. Oh, so this is still up, huh? All right, cool. We're still, we're going to show this. Uh, it looked like fly ball practice for a baseball team. It was. It was yes. I, well, I love Ian Bits in the comments. They have two amazing deep threats, and the quarterback is lefty Chad Pennington. That's it. Uh, all right. So let's uh, – I'm, I'm leading us off with this one because let's, let's go to my first loss in a while. Okay. Uh, the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll chalk that up as a loss. I don't, I don't think it's – listen, I don't think any of these games are definitive losses for the Cleveland Browns. I do want to point that out. I don't think there's one game on this schedule that I look at and go, well, they are going to lose that game. This is probably as close to it as it gets, though, right? It's probably as close as it gets, but would it surprise me to see the, to see Deshaun Watson take this Browns team in and win in Buffalo? No. no. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have the Browns going 10 and 1. No. Uh and so this is a a logical point for me to say, hey, listen, Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the game of football right now. 
Uh, what he did uh, in that game, Buffalo versus Kansas City last year, was absolutely spectacular. And I think that just feeds the hunger for a guy like Josh Allen. Uh, you add Vod Miller as a pass rusher. Uh, that's a good addition for that defense. Uh, and and you brought in some solid – like Jamison Crowder has always been a pretty solid wide receiver. Now he's with the Bills. Okay. Uh, I just – I think the Buffalo Bills are going to get the Browns. I think it's a close game. I think it's a – I think this might be the most fun game of the season. You know how the Browns have always had one of those games every year where it's just amazing and then they lose it? The Ravens Monday night football game a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is that game this year for the Cleveland Browns. I think, uh, I think Buffalo gets them. Uh, Cody. Yeah, I agree. I, I believe the bills, maybe the bucks, maybe they, they're the Super Bowl favorites this year, uh, back to back here. Uh, I, when you have that potent of an offense and you add Von Miller to that defense, it, it, it's a really good football team. I do have it as a loss for the Browns, but I do agree it'll be it'll be a damn fun game to watch, uh, and it'll be very enjoyable. It's one of those games when you're sitting there Sunday Sunday evening, you're you're not as upset because like man, that was just a great football game, fun to watch, really competitive, and you feel okay about it by Tuesday Wednesday, and you move on to the next yes. game. Um, yep. So that's that's the way I feel right now. So that I have them losing at Buffalo as well. Yeah, I, I mean, if there's a game that you can get really upset is at one o'clock. This is the game. I mean, right. to me, this is at least a prime, uh, at least a four o'clock game. I, the idea that it's not in prime time. I mean, I, I you know, it's kind of like the Chargers Browns game last year. Like it's going to be a shootout. I don't think there's any way it's not a shootout. And I think it'll be a close game and high scoring. So why wouldn't you want that on on national TV? But regardless, uh, I, you know, I, I have it as a loss just because. You know, this is kind of the corollary to the Steelers being good until you see they're not good. Uh, the Browns winning a game like this on the road, I, wa- I got to see them do it. Yes, I love that point. I love that point. Uh, all right, so we're all taking a loss uh, against Buffalo. Yep. And then we're coming home. And 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 maybe maybe other people don't agree with this, but we're coming home to, to in my opinion, the best quarterback. I've, he's the best I've ever seen play. Tom Brady retires. And then says, eh, never mind. And I'm not going to retire. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continue to uh, then look like just a really, really tough football team. So Tampa Bay uh, comes in with Tom Brady. Uh, they brought back Chris Godwin. They added Russell Gage from Atlanta. Uh, and and you still have that little element of guys want to play with Tom Brady at this point in his career. So you get those veteran signings that happen with Tampa Bay. Uh, and they're going to be a good football team. So, guys, what do you think about Tampa Bay coming into Cleveland to play the Browns? Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a tough game, right? Like, there's no way that a Tom Brady team is just going to come in and not show up or whatever. Uh, I, I would have this as a loss just because it's. I think it's basically the same game as the Buffalo game. Like, you got to see them win it, you know, uh, to believe that they can actually do it. Um, I'm just looking quick to see are the Buccaneers coming off of a bye as well. That's what I'm seeing here. So uh, that's that ups the ante even further. Uh, the buck, yeah, the Bucks are coming off of a bye uh, to Cleveland. So I mean, again, I mentioned it before. We've got the chance that there being a weird weather game. Uh, that's definitely in play at this time of year. What is it? It's the twenty. It's Thanksgiving weekend, right? So it's the twenty seventh yes. of November. You know, there's a chance that. Uh, the field will be either underwater or snow and then that would even the playing field quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I'll call it a loss. I agree. Yep. I, I, I mean, Tom Brady has, he's not slowing down. 
He's an ageless wonder. Everybody knows about it. Uh, they, they, they added Logan Hall in the draft to be on the edge opposite of Golston. A, a great roster top to bottom. Uh, there's not really any holes on that team. You got Tristan Worfs at right tackle. Is one of the going to be one of the better offensive linemen in the league here fairly soon. Uh, I do have this as a loss as well. And my record now, I think that puts him at seven and four yeah. through this matchup. Yep. I'm going to take him at a loss here, but I will say that I, I think uh... – I think one of the – what's going to happen, we know this happens every year, they'll lose to a team like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying this happens to the Browns. This happens to every good team. You'll lose to a team like Atlanta that we're all picking them to win, and then they'll come in and beat Tom Brady at home, and they'll beat the Bucs. And, and they very well could. But I, on the schedule, the schedule game that we're playing here, I'm going to take Tom Brady, I'm going to take the Buccaneers, and I'm going to take the most uh, – uh, he is a surgeon, right? Like the way he picks apart a defense, he's just a surgeon. He just always knows where and when the put to put the ball where it needs to go. And then just when you are starting to bitch and complain, like I do, that Tom Brady is just dinking and dunking his way around the field, he throws a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown. And that is Tom Brady. And he's impossible to defend. It's and almost so, like he's been playing the NFL for like 23 years at this point, you know? <laughs> right, right. So he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so, uh, we did get a very important question from Kevo680 in the comment. Uh, a lot of people were talking about the Tom Brady contract for his broadcasting career, which will make him instantly like the highest paid uh, analyst in football. He wanted to know, we guys, are, we're close to that contract with the OBR. Uh, and the question is, mind your business, but yes, we are. Um and I just real quick, I just want to say on that, I said this on Twitter the other day, you know, a lot, a lot of fans get upset about like athletes getting paid too much. I get upset about broadcasters getting paid this much. There is no way he is going to be worth even close to that amount of money. And it's ludicrous that he's getting paid it. Pay the athletes more, pay the broadcasters less. I'll stop. I disagree. Pay the broadcasters more and let that trickle on into us. That'd be okay. great. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh so we all take a loss at home at Tampa Bay and a, and a tough stretch to the schedule there with Buffalo and Tampa Bay back-to-back. But then a little reprieve for the Cleveland Browns. Cody, I'll let you start it. Uh, this is this is storyline city. This is Deshaun Watson against the Houston Texans. Uh, this is the Houston Texans. I was looking for positives. I was like, yeah, Marlon Max, okay. Uh, I, John, John Mechie John was the player I wanted in the draft. I wanted John Mechie. People forget because of the injury how good John Mechie was. Uh, I don't think he should have fallen as far as he did, except for that injury. Uh, Brandon Cooks is okay. Uh, You added Green and and Petre with the rookie. I don't don't have a lot of good things to say. I'll start us off. I think the Browns win this game by at least 20 points. Yeah, I, th- I think the Watson Bowl will be a landslide for the for the for the Browns to win this game. Like it's like you say, this they they brought on some good talent. You bring in Mechie, you bring in Stingley, you bring in uh, Petrie and and, and Kenyon Green. It's good players there. Uh, but yeah, the Browns should go into Houston and Miles Garrett and hopefully Jevin Clowney were should just eat Davis Mills alive. I don't know how they're going to this season. Uh, why they have so much confidence in him being their quarterback this year. I don't know why a quarterback wasn't part of that trade. Um, but, yeah, I think um, the Browns go in there, uh, blow the doors off Houston, get things back on track after a couple of a few a rough stretch of games here and are sitting pretty going into the last little stretch of the season here. So, I I, I mean, the, 
they just played this past season and it was closer than we thought it was going to be. I fully expected going into this year that they would blow the doors off of Houston and they didn't. Correct. They, they underwhelmed in week two this year. And so this is, this is hot takey and I understand, you know, I mean, who cares? Right. But I think they lose this game. That's uh, you know what? There's going to be one of these. Yeah, This is the I, one. So I don't care if it's hot takey or not because this Houston team is not good. But that's what I said earlier. We're There's, looking at Carolina and New York early, yeah. and we're looking at Atlanta like, oh, they're going to win that. They're going to win that. They're going to lose one of those games. Like, yeah, it's how the NFL works. These are these are NFL teams, and NFL teams can beat NFL teams. It doesn't matter who it is. And I would venture to say that there are a lot of players on that roster that have a personal animus with Deshaun Watson leaving sure. town. And so these guys, like you said, they're all pros and uh, any given Sunday, right? So – to me, in Houston, the uh, crowd, you know, is probably going to be pretty motivated, too. I could see it being distracting, frankly. I mean, you know, if you uh, were in that situation, I, I could see it being hard. So I, I'm going to call it a loss. But you also have you also have that one element of, you know, sometimes you talk about these like it's not really a revenge game because I don't I don't think there's a lot of revenge that needs to happen from Deshaun Watson. But sometimes guys get so worked up in those come home games yep. that they don't play well. They're so worked up to play well that they kind of don't play well. So I could see that happening too. So I I don't, you know, I, I think you expected to get kind of blown up with that take, Andrew. I Nobody's blowing you up. <laughs> uh, in the comments, nobody's saying that. Uh, you know, Fumble 13, they get paid to play also. Yep. And again, you're going to drop, game, NFL teams drop games that they shouldn't drop. Yep. This is it's the, the fear of those leather-bound books is what it is. Like, this guy's <laughs> got just so much knowledge. Yeah. Just cranking in his brain the, at all times. The Browns days. losing is in that one. Yeah. That book would be so much bigger. That would it's be the whole shelf. It's the whole shelf. No, yeah, yeah, it's the like the unabridged losses, dictionary. The previous losses are over on this side over here. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the previous losses. So uh, if I'm keeping track right, I think I've got the Browns at 10 and 3 through this yeah. stretch. I think, Cody, you've got them at 9 and 4 or 8 and 5. Which one? I, I don't remember. Let me see. One, two, nine, and four. I think we've only played twelve games so far, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. So I've got him eight, at eight nine and four. And, eight and four. I've yep. got him at nine and three. You've got him at eight and four. And Andrew, are you eight and four too? I think I'm seven and five. Seven and five. Because I've got him losing to the Patriots, the Ravens, the Bills, the Buccaneers, and the Texans. So at this at this point, that's you know that's an interesting little pause here before we get to the last part of the season. Interesting little pause. If they're seven and five. And especially with some of those losses, that, yep. that's three out of four losses or three three losses three in a row. In four games. Three in a row. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a little like oh shit moment mm-hmm. there that happens yep. with Browns yep. fans and with national media is going to start talking again mm-hmm. and all that. Um, how do you feel if if that's if they're seven and five after after those twelve games? What you know, Andrew? What are you feeling? I mean, I, th- I think you have to feel disappointed if they were to go down and lose to Houston, it's, you know, they should beat them. But I, I mean, it's the same conversation we just had that, you know, good teams get beat on the road, especially all the time. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> all right. Okay. I guess we got to stop talking about the books. Maybe I'll take the books down <laughs> to a blank wall. That's fine. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, having said all of that, I think if you zoom out to the big picture of the season, my expectation is that they win the division and go to the playoffs, right? So seven and five with uh, five games remaining and three of them in the division means that they're still in contention to do that. So 
it's a lot like where they were when they were about to play the Steelers in week eight this past season. I was disappointed, deeply disappointed with how they had played. And if they could, having said all of that, if they could go home and beat the Steelers in week eight, then all of a sudden the season starts to turn around. They didn't. And that's when you knew they were in trouble. Yes. There'll be a lot of beers being, being had Cody, a lot of high noons. At Cody's place. Tons of high needs. If, Tons if of they high lose that game to Houston. and they Lava, go to mango, passion fruit. I'm on the line now. We've, we've gone the line. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we're getting a little, I'm getting my daily fruit intake in. Oh, that's good. Yeah, via yeah, the yeah. high yeah. noons, you know, vitamin it's C. Food. Yeah, it's food. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> all right. So let's get on to the last portion of the season. Uh, you know where we're all at. And now we come, <clears throat> we come down the home stretch. And it's a tough game to start the home stretch. It's a tough two games to start the home stretch. It's at Cincinnati, at the Bengals. Uh, we talked a lot about the Bengals and what we thought that first game at home, uh, a, a primetime game, Halloween night. Let's get weird down there in Cleveland. But now this one is in Cincinnati. Uh, so, Cody, let's lead off with you. What do you feel like for the Browns here? Yeah, even though the Browns have had Joe Burrow's number per se, a lot of people say you know Joe Burrow's never never beaten the Browns. There's a lot of variables to go into that. Um, obviously, uh, I think this is a loss. I think the Browns split with the Bengals this season. Uh, they split the series one to one, and the, that's a tough game to go into. You're going to Cincinnati. They're going to be most likely right in the mix of things too. They're going to be high confidence, ready to win some of these football games. But I think you go into Cincinnati, uh, you, you lose that one, and you fall to eight and five. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think it's a I it feels weird to say a four game losing streak, but when Ooh. you look at the teams that they're playing, uh, you know, three of the four are on the road, and the one home game is against Tampa Bay. I mean, Fred made that point earlier. That is a really tough stretch. That's a very tough stretch, and I think it's very reasonable to say that this is the time of the year where things get tough. And I've yeah, I've got them at seven and six after this game. Man. I'm going to give him a loss, but I feel better about it. <laughs> I feel a little better. When I have him at nine and three, I'm going to, I'm going to send him to nine and four after this game. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give him a loss here. And yeah, there's, there is part of me. It's just like a respect factor. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is that good. He is that good. And, and you're not going to beat Joe Burrow every time you play Joe Burrow. And those weapons are that good. And that defense has shown I don't think they're going to be able to do it consistently, but they have shown that they can do it at times and mm-hmm. for stretches. And I think this is a time where I think Cincinnati gets to Cleveland uh, and, and at home uh, they, they show a little pride and Joe Burrow. I think this is a game that means something to Joe Burrow, because especially if Cleveland beats them earlier in the season, now you have not beaten the Browns and you are pissed about it. If you're Joe Burrow, so I think Joe Burrow gets his first win against the Browns. And uh, and we've all got the Browns losing that away game to Cincinnati. And that brings us home to the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, the whole group that we talked about earlier. Uh, and so, Andrew, um, after a four-game losing streak, yeah, you've got the Browns. What's their record now? Seven, seven and six. Seven and six. Yep. Do the Browns get back in the win column here? Yeah, so this is this is a really interesting one on the schedule because it's also the flex game where it could be Saturday, it could be Sunday. And so if you assume that the Ravens are going to be good, which I do, and you assume that the Browns are going to be seven and six, which is, you know, in the in the hunt, 
then this is going to probably be a Saturday night game. Uh, you know, it, 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 at, at the least Saturday afternoon, it's going to be in that solo spot. And that means a lot of eyeballs and a lot of juice. And I think, you know, we talked about earlier the Monday night game on Halloween in Cleveland against the Bengals. This is a similar situation. The Ravens coming into Cleveland late in the season. And, you know, we all remember the two years ago, the Monday nighter that uh, didn't go the Browns way. This is the time that they exercise those demons, so to speak. <laughs> and so I think not only did they beat the Ravens here, but I think they thump the Ravens here. Oh, that's I, I think this could be a two paths situation where the, the Browns turn around and the Ravens maybe, you know, like last year, kind of scuffle their way to the end of the season. Cody? I'm on your side here with this one. I, I think the Browns split the series, like just like they did with, with the Bengals, with the Ravens, and, and and they win this game fairly handedly. I, if you look at the Ravens last year, they were extremely stout against the run. You couldn't run against that team, but they were very, very vulnerable against the pass. Like they had the fifth worst EPA per drop back or something, somewhere in that territory. I think this is one of those games where the offense brings it back, a get right game. Watson has. I think his best game of the season in this game, uh, the second half of the season here, mm-hmm. the Browns win. Uh, the Browns go to nine and five in my record, and the wheels really start turning on this offense, and they get things going at this point of the season. Yeah, also I, worth noting that they are the Ravens are in Pittsburgh the week before on Sunday. So if it's it could be Sunday in Pittsburgh, Saturday in Cleveland. We I, hope. I would hope for that. I yeah. got the Browns. I got the Browns sweeping the Ravens this year, nice. and, I, and I and I actually and I think the Ravens are going to be good. I, I yep. think I think there's so much talk about oh, is Lamar Jackson is he really that good of a quarterback? Is he more of a running? No, Lamar Jackson's a pretty damn good quarterback, and he's dangerous as all get out when he's got the football in his hands, whether he is running it or throwing it. But I think these, I I think the Browns are just, I think they're going to have the Ravens number this year. Something something about. The way these games have gone when Baker was here, and now this, what I feel is a large upgrade to Deshaun Watson, I think the script is just going to flip a little bit over to the Browns side, but it's going to be enough to give them two wins against Baltimore. So I've got the Browns going to, uh, what, nine and four, right? Yeah, nine and four on the season uh, with that win against Baltimore, or 10 and four. I don't know. 10 and four. 10 and four. That's it. That's the 10th win. Math. Math is not – get one of those books and teach me math after this. Uh, so then the Browns stay at home, and it's the last home game of the season because they go on the road for the last two, the last home game of the season. It's Jameis Winston. I like I like these two games. I love when you get some, like, uh, teams you're not super uh, comfortable with at the end of the season, teams you don't play very frequently towards the end of the season. The New Orleans Saints certainly falls into that category. The New Orleans Saints come to Cleveland. James, it's Cl- Christmas Eve. We're all going to be eggnogging it up. You got Jameis Winston, who very much like Marcus Mariota, I think deserves this shot that he gets in in uh, New Orleans. Uh, you're hopefully for them adding a healthy Michael Thomas to go along with Chris Olave, who they drafted. So uh, an Ohio State uh, stable at wide receiver. And they did add the Honey Badger uh, fairly recently to that defensive backfield. Uh, and there's some pretty good defensive players, some uh, some some pretty decent talent. It's not a very good defense overall, uh, but a but a pretty good uh, group of defensive players that they have there. Uh, and so, uh, Cody, what do you think? Uh, Saints at Browns. I've been back and forth with this one. Uh, 
I've written it down. Like six is like my official laminated. This is the list. You know, this is this is the one here. Uh, Let's go. I, I have like seven X's, a couple Y's, a couple W's. Uh, but you know, I, okay, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say it's a win. I, they're gonna be a challenging. Winston just slings it, man. Mm. He's just out there just slinging that ball all over the field. Uh, they've got some talent with adding Olave now on that outside, along with Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith. A decent line, a decent defense. They still got Alvin Kamara. Uh, I, but I, I think the Browns pull this one out, and, and and that puts them up to ten and five, sitting pretty in in, in the in the playoff race, decent in the division. Uh, I'm gonna call it a win. Yeah, I mean, Ian just said it in the chat. The I, I'm a big believer in Sean Payton. I think he's one of the best head coaches of the past uh, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, longer even. I mean, he's, he's a very good coach, and he couldn't get that team to the playoffs last year. Uh, I know Winston was hurt for a lot of the season, but with that kind of a coach, they struggled. They don't have that coach anymore. And, I, you know, I mean, Dennis Allen is fine or whatever, but that's, you know, that, to me it's an average team. The other thing you got to keep in mind this time of the year is some of these teams maybe don't have anything to play for, and they yeah. are on the road the day before Christmas in Cleveland. Freezing I know I brought cold. up the weather a few times, but it's definitely going to be cold on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, yeah, to me, it's a, it's a win, and it's one of those games where it feels like, okay, the Browns just got to roll the ball out here a little bit. This reminds me, I, I'm hoping it's one of those games. Uh, I don't remember what year it was. It might have been like 2008, 2007, 2009, somewhere in there. They played Jacksonville. And it was like the wind chill was like negative 25. Mm-hmm. It's the coldest game I've ever been to in my entire life. I went and got a beer at the concession stand and it was frozen by the time I got back to my seats. And my seat <laughs> was the first row. Like I walk out the tunnel first row right there and my beer was frozen. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be cold. It's going to be a Cleveland game. We got a quarterback that's got to get used to that a little bit for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I think the Browns going to win against New Orleans. Uh, I I don't think New Orleans is going to be a great team, even though I, again, I I want to root for Jameis Winston. I I I want him. I think he showed so much potential through his time in Tampa. But I'll take. I've got a record that I think the Browns are going to wind up at, and they've already got four losses on my schedule. I'm because I have Mike tips the hand a little bit there. I have a specific loss uh, Mm -hmm. that I think they're going to have. Uh, and so I'm going to give the Browns a win here. Uh, and I'm, I think they're just going to kind of keep the train rolling against new Orleans. And I, and again, I think this is a, they're battle tested at this point, whether, whether you believe they're going to go the Andrew route and lose some of those games, or whether you believe they're going to go my route and win some of these games, no matter how they come out of that middle stretch of the season, this is going to be a battle tested Cleveland Browns team. And so I think they're going to be ready for new Orleans at home. So uh, that takes us to the last two games on the road. The last two games of the season, the very different looking Washington commanders, not just because they have a different name, but because Carson Wentz is, well, Carson Wentz is going to start the season as their quarterback. <laughs> we'll see if Heineke is playing at yeah. week 17, yeah. but Carson Wentz is supposedly going to be their quarterback. Uh uh, they they drafted John Dotson, another one of those guys that a lot of Cleveland Browns fans had circled on their board of guys they wanted to see playing in orange and brown. Uh, a really, really good defense. You got Chase Young out there, uh, just a stout defense. Uh, I feel like every time I say something about it, either an offense or a defense, uh, PFF disagrees with me completely. 
And so I feel like that's good. I'll take that. I'll wear that as a badge of honor. Uh, I think Washington's got a good defense. I don't think their offense is going to be too much to write home about. But uh, Washington on the road, second to last week of the season. Andrew, what do you got here? I got this as a win. I don't believe in Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ian said it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I don't uh, have. I, I mean, I have a. I have some respect for Ron Rivera. I mean, he's a he's a good coach, and you know, I think Scott Turner is a decent offensive coordinator. So, you know, there's a chance that they're, uh, you know, a, a decent team, but they don't have a meaningful home field advantage at all. I, this is one where you're going on the road, but. I, does it matter that much? Uh, I don't think so. So to me, it's a win. I, I mean, you know, this is definitely this game belongs in the bucket of if the Browns are a serious team, they win this game. Yeah, the, the, their front four is among the best, if not the best in football. Montez Sweat, Darren Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, et cetera. So that gives me a little bit of pause, but it, it always, always, always comes back to the quarterback. And I do not believe in Carson Wentz as a starting quarterback by any means at, at the NFL level. Uh, like Fumble 13, I comment, said Deep Podesta was right, not a top 20 quarterback. Call out a flack for that comment based on the way that, that Wentz played early in his career. Uh, MVP level even at, at time. Uh, but now I, I think the Browns win this game. Uh, you have to win this types of games, especially at this time of the season down to the last two weeks. You're vying for hopefully a division, a division crown. You're vying for a playoff spot, but they go in and they win that game. Maybe a little bit closer than, than expected, but I, they do win that game and they move to eleven and five in my rankings. Where you guys sit at this point? They're gonna well, uh, so well for me, they're gonna go to twelve and four after this game because I will say I think this is one of the ugliest games on the calendar. I think this is one of the ugliest wins that they have all season. To yep. me, this is like a seventeen to ten type of game. Kind of a grinded out. Again, Chase Young's really good. Uh, some players on that defense for Washington are really good. And they've got a couple guys that can make some plays offensively. But I'm with you guys. I think, and and this comment, uh, McSawman in the comments, the Browns defense should improve throughout the year. I agree with that. I think this is a game where they really put their stamp on that. Uh, and they really just don't let Washington do anything. So I don't think this is a game that we feel real concerned about while we're watching it. Like, I feel like this is a game where you feel like the Browns are going to win it all the way through, but I feel like it's going to look ugly at the same time. And so I think the Browns are going to 12 and four after this game. And that takes us to week 18. And I'll lead us off because I said I had a very specific record that I thought the Browns were going to wind up with as I looked at the schedule. And and, and I'm going to say this because I really do believe in Deshaun Watson and what that is going to mean for the Cleveland Browns. I don't think... People here remember what it's like to have a guy like that, a franchise court, a real like top level elite quarterback. And I feel like the Browns are going to finish the season 12 and five. And I think they're going to lose this game to Pittsburgh. And I think they're going to lose it in a way that all of us Browns fans are very excited to lose this game. I feel like they're going to lose this game to Pittsburgh because I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to play in this game. I don't think Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt are going to play in this game. I don't think... Miles Garrett is going to play in this game or JOK or John Johnson. I feel like the Browns are going to be in a position where they have either the division locked up, but again, I think the division is going to be tight and I think there's Mm -hmm. going to be teams with good records or they have such a stronghold on a playoff position that they do not need to risk anything at Pittsburgh in week 18 
And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to beat the Browns in maybe my favorite loss the Browns have ever had. <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm going to go on the opposite end of this and say that they are playing for a lot in this game. I I hope that you're right. I, I hope that you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way that my record and the schedule falls, I think they do sweep the Steelers in this season. Uh, I don't think the Steelers are playing for anything at this point of the season, in my opinion. They're maybe sitting at like a like a seven and nine type record where they're out of the playoffs um, type type item. The Browns do win. Uh, they get to twelve and five, uh, four and two in the division, and take the AFC North crown for the first time. In the history of the franchise, which is crazy to think about, Cody, how did um, you and I both get to twelve and five, and yet it felt like my route there was ridiculous? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you, I miscounted. No, but I'm at twelve and five for sure. I, I, I marked it down. Uh, my route there felt ridiculous, and you felt very pragmatic the whole way, and yeah. I felt like an idiot the whole way. So I'm glad we both got to the same place. Well, I don't know how we got there. But we got there at, at twelve and five with the division crown. Uh, Love to see it for the Browns to get that crown for the first time. The first real, I mean, literally probably the first real franchise quarterback they've had in, in my watching yes. the Browns lifetime. You know, the, the, the Brian Sipko's our years. You know, I was I was watching baby Einstein videos, learning about shapes and colors. You know, I wasn't by any means watching the Browns. Vinny Testaverde, Tim Couch, those are the guys I grew up with. Um, but, yeah, so 12-5, and five, take the division, sweep the Steelers. Four, I think four and two in the division might just take it. That's why I have them at this year. It's going to be yeah. so tight and competitive. Uh, but yeah, Browns win. Probably get to the 12 and five. You're talking about maybe the three seed, depending on what happens with, with Buffalo and KC and some of the other teams. But uh, that's my expectation uh, for this season. Now, Andrew, on in your uh, yeah. where you've got them, 10 and six, they got to win this game. Yeah, for sure. And so what do you what do you got? What do you got for Browns at Pittsburgh? Well, I, I, you know, the kind of a big picture thought I have is that I think that this of the of the away games in the division, this being the last of the year is kind of a gift, right? Because the Pittsburgh Steelers have the best chance of the teams in the division of being out of it, which means that it has the best chance of it being a game that the motivation is unequal. I mean, and to your point, Mike, it might be that neither team particularly cares who wins, but I think it's to me it feels likely just with the division and and where the Browns are at that they're going to need this win, and it also feels likely to me that the Steelers you know won't need it, won't care, but also you know it's the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and so you know all my life I have wanted the Browns to go into Pittsburgh at the end of the season where the Steelers have nothing on the line and there's more Browns fans than Steelers fans in oh, Heinz Field. That is, I, I was at the game in 2005 when the Steelers came into Cleveland and James Harrison suplexed a fan on the field. <laughs> yeah. I think it was 41 to three or 41 zip. Somebody will know. Ever since then, I, I we sat behind my dad and I sat behind Brown uh, Steelers fans in that game. Ever since then, I want to see that more than I want. I mean, it, it's talk about they haven't won the division title in so long. Seeing them embarrass the Steelers in Pittsburgh at the end of the year is up there with winning the division title in terms of accomplishments for this team, in my opinion. Uh, I I want the Steelers fans to be unhappy, and this is a great way to make them unhappy. So let's let's go in there, clinch the division by beating the Steelers, who have nothing to play for. Kenny Pickett fumbles six times. 
Yes. Win 52 to three. <laughs> yeah, oh God, that, I love how you brought that around to 52 <laughs> to three at the end of that. Uh, listen, I, I, I have been there at a lot of those uh, last week games in Pittsburgh. One of my best friends is a Steelers fan. We go to that game a lot uh, and it just is disastrous all the time. It's watching Bruce Gradkowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forget how to tie his shoes, let alone play quarterback for the Browns. Uh, I don't remember who some of the other, who was the quarterback that played for Duke? And that was the Browns like third string quarterback that started that game once. Thaddeus Smith. Yes. Thaddeus Lewis. 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 Yeah. Thaddeus Lewis. I was at that game. That wasn't, that wasn't great. Uh, But yeah, listen, (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. I would love to see that happen. I just would also love to see them say, Hey, Hey, Pittsburgh. We don't really care what happens in this game. Right. So right. Yeah. go ahead and win. Good for yeah. you guys. Congrats, yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like, uh, Mike, okay, first of all, whoa. That yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ian, that was Phil, right. Phil, 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 Phil. I know, I know <laughs> I, it seemed like I had them going 17-0 at certain parts, <laughs> but I did not have them going 17-0. There, there it is. Know. There it is. So I've got them 12-5. and five. Cody's got them 12-5 and five on fairly different paths. Uh, and Andrew's got them 11 and six and a lot of what we said is going to be wrong. Yep. Because- no, no, this is official guys. This, this is, <laughs> this is how it's going to go down verbatim. This, this is gospel. This is what's going to happen. This is it. Yep. Uh, listen, uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is um, we don't know how it's all going to play out, uh, but it is the expectations are right there. It's not, this is not ridiculous anymore. And that, and that's, that's the fun thing about being a Browns fans, right? Fan right now. And I, I know this off season has been hectic. It has been emotional. It has torn some people up, but in the end, at the end, when we are talking about football, a healthy Cleveland Browns team led by the best quarterback that they have had in forever with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt healthy, Deshaun Watson's not going to know what to do with himself when he is when he is flanked by Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. He's not going to know what to do with himself. I think there's still some questions on this Browns team. They've got holes to fill still in the on the defensive line. They still have questions at wide receiver. They got to figure some stuff out there. Um, but this is the expectation, and that is exciting. Uh, if you are a Browns fan, and if you're if you're watching, if you're listening to us, if you're still here in the comments, go ahead and throw your uh, your final record prediction. You see ours on the screen there. Uh, again, two of us go twelve and five. One uh, Andrew goes eleven and six. Throw your final record prediction in the comments. Uh, but guys, last question for you guys uh, because we've been here for two hours now. Uh, assuming. Kind of both ways, twelve and five and eleven and six. Andrew, kind of go both sides to that. Mm-hmm. If they finish twelve and five, or if they finish eleven and six, where does that put them? Do you think uh, in the division and in the playoffs? Yeah, I think what Cody said is probably right. Third seed, fourth seed, somewhere in there. I think there's there's other teams with a with a <laughs> there you go with a with a smoother path to that one seed, two seed uh, area. Uh, you know, I think. I, I, I mean. Uh, the you know the Titans or the Colts you know somebody in the AFC South could have a very easy ro- road to 13 wins or something like that, uh, but the Browns are going to be battle tested 
at 11 and six or 12 and five, and they're going to have a home playoff game. And, and, you know, one would assume that after a full season of, of playing for the, the team, the offense is going to be dialed in. And I don't see any reason why uh, if they win the division and have a home playoff game, you know, to me, that means they're going to make a run in the playoffs. And I would expect not, I mean, expect is maybe strong, but I would not be surprised to see them in the AFC championship game. Can you just imagine like thinking of a home playoff game in Cleveland? It's like <laughs> negative nine degrees, but you can't feel you can't feel your body one because of the booze, two because you're so excited. Yeah. But it, just frozen high noons oh, everywhere. Like frozen high noons, you know. You know th- we call Basically those just noons. popsicles is what they call those. Uh, <laughs> Throwing a couple of tequila sunrises. Cody's down there tailgating with the pool pack. What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just like shaking mouth the whole yeah. time. But yeah, it, 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 the Ravens are coming into town. You know, it could be something like that, right? Or the Bengals. I mean, yeah, no, I, the, that will be – I mean, the, the Steelers winning on the road in Pittsburgh in that playoff game was an indelible moment, but having a home playoff game takes yeah. that to the next level. Yeah, that 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 was the most fun I've ever uh, had watching a game in general. Right. Was that Steelers playoff game? I think a lot of mm-hmm. people would probably say that. It's just incredible yeah. to watch that beatdown of a team that we've all grown up to, to hate. And I, I know, Paul, listen, listen, I don't always drink the high noons. I, I, I enjoy bourbon quite a bit. Fat Tire is my favorite beer. So it's just, it was hot today, you know, yep. trying to be refreshed. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, they're, they're, listen, I don't care what the record is. Just get to the playoffs somehow. Find mm-hmm. your find your way mm-hmm. to get there. That's all I care about. And, and yep. you never know what's going to happen once you get there. I would love to see a home playoff game. I'd love to see a win of the division, get to a three seed. That would be unbelievable, but just find a way in the playoffs, whatever record it takes to get there, and, and then and then make a statement known once you do get there. Don't just make it uh, uh, break it, if you will say, once you get yep. there. Well, and I'll just say one more thing on that. They've got the guy now that when we watch the playoffs every year, you know, uh, these games come down to the last drive nine times out of ten. Yes. The Browns have one of those guys now to be in the conversation. It, it's go make a play time. The Browns have one of those guys. So, you know, how the exact matchups shake out is, you know, it matters to a certain extent, but to, uh, to a larger degree, you get, you get your team within a field goal, within a touchdown, and you have to go down and get points. The Browns have one of the guys that, you know, he's proven that he can do that. And, and so one, if they can get into the playoffs with that guy at quarterback, they can win it all. Andrew, Listen, I'm going to take a phrase from a book behind you, Andrew. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume this is somewhere in a book behind you. Sure. It's a physics uh, phrase. An object in motion stays in motion, tends to stay in motion, right? So for me, this is where I feel like that motion meets the resistance that it needs to meet. Because for the Browns, I've thought about this so much. Why? Why can't they figure this out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not rocket science. And they've been bad for so many years that they haven't been able to. And now... And then 2018 happened and they started to fight back against that motion. Right. And they started to win some games here and there. And then they make the playoffs. 2019 was a little backtrack 2020 to make the playoffs 2021. They got that backtrack it. They're fighting against that perpetual motion that keeps dragging them back into losing. And I think this is the year where that gets broken. The bonds are, 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 are severed from that motion. And, and the, the roster is there. 
the front office is there. The coaching is there. And the kicker is there. And I don't know what else you could ask for. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else you could ask for. Guys, I think, I think, you know, I think this is the year. I don't know how far they go. And and, and obviously, if we go into playoff talks, we'll have playoff breakdowns just like this. Uh, but I believe that this is the year where the Browns break those chains and they they move forward as a winning franchise because they've got all the right people to do it. I mean, your Newton's first law of motion there could put could could put Watson into a. We're talking about an MVP type player. Right. You're number three in the playoffs. He's he, let's we're assuming in this scenario that he's your quarterback. You're talking about an MVP type season type player guy that they have never had. I mean, since Otto Graham. I mean, I, I know everybody talks about the siphon, the Cozart things, but he's that good when he's played when he's playing at his full potential. Um, but yeah, I love that so, you brought listen, up Isaac Newton. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I did that uh, to make people think I knew what I was talking about, uh, which I do not. Anyways, listen, we've been at it for two hours. We're gonna get you guys out of here. First of all, a huge thank you goes out to everybody that joined us live here tonight. Uh, remember. Uh, you can always watch these videos on demand, but it's way more fun when you join us live. Thank you to all of you guys that jumped into the comments, had fun, had some great comments. You made me laugh all night tonight. We appreciate you guys. Everybody that says thank you to us, we thank you back tenfold uh, for supporting us and doing what you do. Again, be subscribed to the OBR. I'm the I'm like one of the new guys at the OBR, uh, and they brought me in for some reason. Uh, what these guys do is incredible make sure you are subscribed to the website so that you can read what guys like Andrew and Cody are, are putting up there so that you can get into the rumor central and you don't have to just be looking at photos of RC Cola from Brad Stainbrook on Twitter. <laughs> and you can actually read what he puts up there. Uh, make sure you are subscribed because I, I I'm telling you from a guy that's relatively new here, the OBR gives you the best Browns content that you are going to get. Uh, and so make sure you're subscribed to all of that. Uh, we want to say thanks to the couple guys that joined us a couple days ago, it feels like. <laughs> Brad Stainbrook started out with us. Uh, make sure you're following. If you're not following Brad, are you even a Browns fan at this point? Make sure you're following Brad. Same thing with Fred Greetham, the legend Fred. If you're not following Fred, please go follow Fred. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, make sure you're following Fred. Thanks to those guys for jumping on with us as well. And obviously to you guys, this was a blast. Uh, Andrew, Cody, make sure you are following those two guys on Twitter. Uh, Andrew's very confusing. His name is not Nick Fantana, but you can call me Nick. That's fine. Go follow Nick Fantana. Anyways, Cody, a little easier. That's his actual name. Uh, make sure you're following him as well. And so, uh, guys, this was a blast. Love doing it with you. Love going over the season. And a special shout out to Ian McBride in the background. Mm -hmm. Ian put together all the graphics. He was running things behind the show for us. So a special shout out to Ian as well. So, again, that's going to do it for us, for Andrew, for Cody. I'm Michael Keefe. Uh, make sure you're following us and uh, we'll see how these predictions go again 12 and 5 12 and 5 11 and 6 whatever it is we love the browns go browns baby we'll catch you next time go browns see you guys go browns This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.